yeah, uh, so you guys might not know uh, Lee. You, well, four, they, they you, uh, you four people in Canada <laughs> listening to this. I'm pretty sure um, we mentioned Lee. We've mentioned him a few times. Yeah. I have been mentioned. Yeah, um, yeah it's not like we're looking for free shit. <laughs> the GFT, basically. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no. That's getting edited out as well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right, shall we just start this over? I think, yeah, let's just start. Like, yeah. So, okay. predators, aye. It's rubbish. So, uh, <laughs> Don't say shit, fucker, bugger. <laughs> when I say rice, you say Alpine. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is a Wednesday, the 14th of August, 2019. Uh, this is Raptors in the Kitchen. I'm one of your hosts, Paco Rodriguez. I'm joined by Tommy Vaz. Hello. <laughs> Tommy, you, you've got an extra couple of A's in your second name now. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, this isn't the third take of the intro at yeah. all. We're professionals here. I know. Uh, I was too busy fashioning uh, mashed potatoes into a lady's tuppence. <laughs> that, uh, the sultry voice you heard was Lee McPherson. Uh, hello, internet. <laughs> and uh, also joining us, as usual, is Neil McCall. Yay! <laughs> I was like trying to do the Wage World thing. Uh, and joining us almost is Garth. <laughs> Don't know if it works, though. It's interesting that you bring up that because me and Tommy were having conversations over dinner about Wade uh, Well, just well, at, at just, what just point you realise Mike Myers isn't good? Yeah, we both reached that right. stage where we just don't like Mike Myers. I remember it wasn't that long after he was good. Well, I think it's because the, que- we, the we question is more: good. was he ever actually good? Aye. Uh, I would say Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two. Yes, I would say the first Austin Powers. Yes, everything afterwards. When was the last time you watched Wayne's World? And Wayne's See, World that's yeah. the big question. Cause... That's a very good point. I, I, have, I always like the second one better because I think the second one kind of leaned into the gags a bit more. I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. as opposed to being one very long sketch over yeah. ninety minutes. Um, so I married an axe murderer. So see, that's right. what but I would. Al- I would like to go back to it to see if that still holds up. Because uh, I did. Yeah, he's like pretty that. shit. And yeah. like we we tried to watch Wizard Two again about a, a decade ago at this point, and even then it didn't it didn't hold up. I tried to watch Austin yeah. Powers Two because I didn't want to Netflix about it. six months ago, and the last time I used to like him. But again, there comes a point where I think you're not a, like you know, early teens. You're kind of and you become an adult. You're like. That was very much of its time and is not as funny as I remember it. I think, like, thinking back on it, though, there are definitely, like, a few good gags in the Wayne's World movies. Like, all the, the stuff about, like, uh, Garth when he's doing the We Fear Change bit and he's got, like, the big kind of inventor hat on and stuff. That was pretty funny. I'm sure, there was other bits. <laughs> you know. I think stuff. the most important question is is it funnier? Are either the Wayne's World films funnier than either of the Bill and Ted films? No, no, because oh, Bill and no. Ted films are still good. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. you've all Bill, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is still very, very good. Are yeah. you guys but apprehensive or excited for the third one? Have you seen the picture of Keanu Reeves with the weird, like uh, hipster hairdo and the massive beard? Is that I uh, have? Yes. Yeah, is that for the next it one? It's for um, right. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Right. I mean, that doesn't answer the question though. I'm come interested to see what they do with it. He's but the nicest guy like, on the internet. Everyone wants it to succeed. Like yeah. like all nostalgia project <coughs> uh, projects, you kind of got to go oh, approach with caution. Yeah. I feel like there's been a few that done it right recently though. But now like that I said that, yeah, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road, Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street, Jump Street's good. Yeah. More recently, what came out? What's came out that was like a sequel to something ridiculous that only came out in the past like year or two? Oh. I'm sure there's been one oh, or two. Halloween. Halloween's good, yeah. Yeah. That's not the one I'm thinking of. That's going to annoy me for a while. Uh, okay. Alien Covenant. <coughs> oh. 
Do you watch all that? Yeah. No, I've only watched 30 minutes. Yeah, don't do it. It was enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, that is enough of that film. Danny Barrow's like it. Uh, no, <coughs> he right. wants me to watch the rest of it so we can have a conversation about how much right. we hate it, despite the fact that I know I already hate it and right. it will make me angry. Well, have I, you, wait a minute, you haven't watched it all I've yet either. I've 20 though. minutes of it. Yeah, that's more than yeah. 20, that's 20 minutes too much yeah. at that movie. Uh, did, they get, a, did they even get to Fastbender by that stage? Uh, the so they do the bit at the start of the movie, which basically says, for those of you who haven't watched Prometheus, yeah. this is what Prometheus is about in a scene. Uh, then they do the bit where they get rid of James Franco off screen, mm-hmm. uh, and you go, oh wow, this looks like Mass Effect Andromeda. That's quite cool. Then they find this planet. <laughs> then they find the planet because Danny McBride is the only person in space that knows country and western music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this all checks out. Yeah. And then I can't remember what happened after. Oh, there's a conversation between the female protagonist, I think the not David, whatever the other. Oh, right. Uh, Walter. Yeah, Walter, Walter uh, uh, where they're in this like really impressive looking set where they've got these massive sort of all terrain vehicles and this suspicious looking heavy winch system, which is just like, well, that's going to come into play yeah, later yeah. on in the film. Yeah. And then I showed up off okay, after that. Yeah. Okay. It gets far worse than that. And then what happened was Ridley Scott made the rest of it and left any values to make Blade Runner, so win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah, it was kinda yeah. we took one from the well, team, but we got I mean, a better film. You say that though, but like Denny Villeneuve, no, it wasn't him, it was Neil Blomkamp who was supposed to make an alien movie, right? And yes. then, yeah. He was yeah. making one and it got scrapped in favour of a new trilogy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean like I'm not a huge but, but, come on. fan. We, we might get lucky. Disney is shelving Fox projects all over the gas. That's true. We might never get to see those and yeah the Aliens mobile game might do so well that we get a new film out when does that come out I have no idea I lost interest when they said mobile game <laughs> you and most of the planet yeah. it will over you and most of the people who would consider themselves fans of those movies like the only people kind of play mobile games now are people who are too young to really remember that franchise I don't think you should cut out your massive Japanese audience from this podcast I don't think we've ever had a Japanese listener don't know, I think it's what, one of the stats. one of the only countries we've not had. We had what was it? Thief oh. from Mongolia last week. Oh, we talk or about so much anime. We do indeed. That's <laughs> probably why they avoid it. <coughs> um, how have you guys' is this week week been? It's been all right. Neat segue. Um, yeah. I went back to work this week after my four weeks off with my sore butt. Um, that's been all right. Uh, is your butt alright? Yeah, my butt's fine now. I get a couple of wee twitches in my back now. But is your butt fine or is it what's the story fine? Your butt? Oh, I fell down the stairs. Oh no, I did know that. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah. Other than that, not really done very much. Just how how are the stairs? Uh, they've got uh, safety strips on them now. So. Oh, they've got uh, black and yellow hazard yeah. tape on them now. Mm. So, that's uh, everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty sure you know. I heard that that stuff's got like really good grip on it. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic tape. Hey, what about yourself, Tommy? You got much? Nah, not really. Um, I was saying Neil. I wasn't really sure about. I, I played a lot of uh, Detroit uh, Becoming Human, which was. Uh, have you Have you become human? No, yet. Uh, but uh, on the. On the hype of Stevie Pollock, uh, he's like, "You need to get it, man. It's free. Just get it because it's on the PSN." And I was like, "Right, I'll, I'll, I'll do that." And then I started playing it. I really enjoy it. It's a really good game. There's some amazingly but, bad plot twists. But yeah, like that, <laughs> there's some like, amazingly Stevie, Stevie Pollock is like, it is, it's a masterpiece, man. I, I love it, and I want to know how it's going. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm really fucking into this." And then some, oh, that's stupid, and that's kind of stupid. I'm like, well, wait a minute. The cracks are starting to kind of show here. This is really good, but 
this isn't well written. Has oh, it's, it's, it's almost did, like you're describing a David Cage game. Yeah, did you not play Heavy Rain? Uh, I watched <laughs> Paco play Heavy Rain, and uh, that was also free on the uh, PSN that month. I'll never play it because the outcome is always the same. You don't need to on you, really good at it. Yeah, uh, correct. The, the bit that uh, Tommy always goes to is... Um, where there's a part in Heavy Rain where you get made to rock a baby to sleep. Oh, fuck yeah. uh, Just, I remember like watching that thinking, are you fucking kidding me? That You have yeah. to do that in games now. Yeah. Uh, but in uh, Detroit, you have to do... Yeah, you, you didn't complain when you had to stroke your horse in Red Dead Redemption, did you? Man, I loved that. I fucking loved that. You, you that, that, that horse was a good boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, man. Feeding Even when it was a girl. <laughs> uh, but no, in Detroit, you have to do a lot of that as well, like wash dishes and take the bins out and that but you discover little clues and little like you know plot scenarios along the way for, by doing these mundane tasks I've enjoyed it um, I've nearly finished it can, uh, I, can I ask have you got to the particular twist with the little girl in it no but she's also a robot probably she's her own dad <laughs> she's a reverse werewolf it will make you shit in your own father's mouth right well I will uh, <laughs> and, and that's the name of the podcast oh, no, I know I actually have to play this oh, fucking me, game man. Me, mechanically it's the best Telltale game I've ever played see but I, I I don't really like the Telltale that's games that's I mean they're really clunky everyone just likes them because they were the little indie guy yeah. that we didn't overtreat no they look great yeah. <laughs> no see the game it looks great looks brilliant yeah. Soundtrack's brilliant. Makes the me think motion of... capture's amazing. The yeah. the set design, the production design yeah. is brilliant, and it the story is fucking horseshit. Uh, yeah, there's there's a, I'll maybe play it when I finish. There's a lot of times where you're doing stuff. You're like, wait, but why would it do that if it's why? If you can make it go to the shops and get you paints and track, and there's a tracker in it, then why the fuck? You know, there's a lot of times. Right, where yeah, yeah. Well, no, like, what what I was saying to you is like yeah. the, the ten minutes I played of it. Uh, is it Marcus? Is that the guy? That's yeah, that's pushing the guy in the wheelchair. It's like all it does is stop you. It stops you from walking places because like you're not programmed to walk that place because it's not where the shop is. But then Tommy's like, later on you go on the run. So how can you go on the run when they can literally tell you where you are and are not allowed to go? Yeah. And there's bits where like they take off the wee fucking bit and it's like. Why don't all, why don't they all do that and yeah, just hide in plain sight? Why, why, there's, there's why do the humans design it with that option there's, in there? There's loads of that's why a, this. That's an Alex Navarro point. That one, by yeah. the way. Right. There's a lot of why this, why that, but it's it's very. I am still very much engaged in the game. And I'm really enjoying it. It's so heavy handed. Um, I only played it for like half an hour and was just rolling my eyes constantly. Man, it's uh, other than that, like uh, I like Saint Neil randomly on YouTube. Um, someone has been putting up all the behind-the-scenes documentaries of the Bond movies, so I found myself like watching a bunch of them, and then I started. Then I rewatched uh, three of the uh, four Daniel Craig uh, Bond movies, uh, and then I was like, not the it, films, the documentaries. No, I watched. No, you actually watched the movies as well. I watched the movies as well. Oh, I watched, right. Yeah, I, I watched, yeah. like, so I, that I, means you finished at Skyfall. Then. No, well, this I went in a weird way. I went Skyfall, Spectre, then Casino Royale. <laughs> Ouch. I know. Um, I think, I think, I think it's because Skyfall is the one I enjoy. Actually, better than Spectre. I've uh, that, that would not be hardly. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What happens in Quantum of Solace? Uh, nothing. Nothing it, happens in Quantum of Solace. That's, that's, that's the problem. It's, it's the one way. Casino Royale one point five. No, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Alright, Spectre is the one with Christoph Waltz. Quantum of Solace is the one with Dominic Green. Yes. Damage Good. The only thing I remember about that whole movie Damage Good. Well, that part and being fucking absolutely just taken out of the movie at the end where the entire like 
complex that they're at it's blowing up. It blows up because one person fired one bullet into a gas tank in a yeah. in the garage. It's, it's got hydrogen cells. It's, like, oh, it's so. Is it Olga Kuldenko? Yes. Yeah. yeah. At that point in her career, when nobody wants to sleep with her, <laughs> in every movie. <laughs> Yeah. She'd just been snubbed by Timothy Oliphant and Hitman. <laughs> oh, mind, mind Hitman. Oh, yeah. all, all he does is cut a boot. I like Oliphant and like shine the whole way through that film. I wasn't really sure where you were going with that uh, man, but like the Hitman pool was a... That's, that's I like Oliphant's Hitman. Yeah, I, I remember really enjoying that. <laughs> I mean, Oliphant is one of my favourite actors. He is also very good in one of Yeah, he is, he is I'll good. I'll go as far as because he's playing a cowboy yeah, and any time he plays a cowboy, he's brilliant. It's the best Hitman movie, you'll see that much. Oh, yeah. Oh, Agent 47. Oh, dear. Is that oh, the one with uh, not Legolas? Yes, from, from Homeland. Yeah, <laughs> Rupert. Rupert Everett. Rupert Friend. Who's Rupert Everett? Rupert Everett is uh, Madonna's. Madonna's pal. pal. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Well, hold on a second. He's famous for being Madonna's. Pal. No, he's also no, an actor. He's an, actor. He's an English yeah. actor as well. He was in. Remember, uh, he was Doctor Claw Inspector, Claude, Inspector Gadget, Gadget movies with. Oh, how could I forget? He's in a, he's in a good horror film called Della Morte Della More. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Cemetery Man. That's a sign for Inspector Gadgets. I Actually, it's Italian. Okay. Oscar Wilde. Right, okay. what it's called. Wild at heart. Wildy. But yeah, like, um, so I'm enjoying that game and watched a bunch of the documentaries. Uh, something I didn't realise, Lee, you probably absolutely knew. It's like, see when they hired uh, the guy who played Audit Goldfinger that he couldn't speak any English, so it is all, all, all dubbed. Yep. And I'm like, I remember watching oh, Goldfinger right. and not noticing that but it was English dubbed. For dub. the vast majority of the early canon of Bond, all of the Bond girls were dubbed as well because they were yeah. all like, foreign models. Yeah, like, for, for example, the scene that you had in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this afternoon about the making of spaghetti westerns mm. kind of rings true for yeah. a lot of cinema mm. of that era. Um, I also, I remember, I really, I know it's shit, but I really enjoy A View to Kill. And I remember thinking, you were trying to sell me on the Christopher Walken one. Yeah, you were trying to sell me this on the bus. Yeah, but I was like, Roger Moore is like nearly sixty in that. Why? Why didn't he just give it up? And then watching the behind the scenes documentary, he actually approached Kevin Rock and said, "Listen, I'm too old to be going for that kind of lassie." So is that Holly Goodhead? What's the one girl's name in that? Oh shit, Stacy, Stacy something. Oh yeah, she is so young. He is so yeah. Do you remember that bit where they're coming, like, they're, 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 they're going to, they're he's running, she's like, James, and they're running towards each other, and he's like, Stacy behind you, and it's the fucking the airship. Blimp. Yeah, the big blimp comes up. I was like, what was, what was the first movie that had, like, a sinking Silicon Valley to lower land property as a plot device? Was it that one? Yeah. When was Superman, was Superman 1 not way before that? No, Superman 1, is that, I thought Superman... Is that what Superman? Superman? Yeah, that's the plot of Superman. I mean, basically, Superman Returns is like the same, same again. It, yeah. yeah, but yeah. Superman Returns is like, right, we're going to dump all this clip tonight, and folk are totally going to want to say this jagged hellscape of an <laughs> island. Was that like, was that off off with Kevin Spacey potentially raping them the whole time? <laughs> and Brian Sigal. <laughs> <laughs> Topical. <laughs> this episode brought to you by fucking James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Does that mean in a year's time people will be able to listen to it and laugh at it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. And then we can do Guardians 3. <laughs> we'll be able to put the original intro back in. Well, it depends. I mean, if he doesn't save Suicide Squad, then everyone will hear him anyway. Uh, I mean, that's, nah, that nah, is what has crossed the everyone, everyone will just expect, oh, it's a fucking DC movie. Of course it's going to be shite. Sorry, man. I, don't, mean, I don't care. Everyone's you gonna, know what people are like. What's going to happen is everyone's going to shit their eggs when Joker comes out and then Suicide Squad will come out and be like, 
That is getting entered in festivals, mate. They're talking, they're wanting Oscar buzz for that kind of that film. Yeah, they want Oscar buzz for Wonder Woman. I know, yeah, man. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's 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 the best of a bad bunch, but let's settle down here. The third act is still dog shit. Yeah, the third act. I mean, who's who the fuck plays the villain again? You're like David Fielis. Fucking way he is, who he is in that. You're like, man, you would have better with Daddy Houston as the villain. Well, that's because for the whole third act of that film is a CGI nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. There was one good bit in that though. Where I mean, it was terrible CGI, but it was pretty cool at the same time. When he just like starts ripping the planes apart and melting them down to make his armor, that was cool. Uh, I just, I just don't no, because at one point he goes like that with his big yeah, fibrous yeah, figure. That was like, crap. Fuck off. <sighs> so evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was it's called. So that was Tommy's week. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what else did I do? Uh, you also like? Can I ask you two questions? Yes. How, in a scale of one to ten, how much of a Star Wars fan would you say you're? I don't know, like seven, eight. On a scale of one to ten, how much of a Beatles fan would you say you're? Uh-oh. Uh Two. Oh, this. Are you referring my T-shirt? This was a gift. Right. Okay. This was a gift. I just like I'm looking at it and I'm looking at you and I'm like those two things don't match. Well, I wasn't going to say to my friend, no thanks, I don't want this for my birthday. <laughs> Man. That'd be a bit shit. Sorry, I didn't realise you didn't have a spine. It's fine. Yeah. In some countries, fuck's sake is considered a great compliment. <clears throat> what? <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, so Tommy's, so Tommy's wearing like a Star Wars t-shirt that is the Abbey Road cover with Stormtroopers. Kind of cool. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I mean... What was it, like the 50th Star anniversary? Star transcends uh, all boundaries. Would I have picked this? No. But I like it. Okay. You know what I mean? Would you say that you don't know fashion, but you know what you like? Correct. Okay. And I like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the the best T-shirt someone's bought for you, and why was it the one I bought you that is a? Yours is not. That is not my the, favorite the T-shirt anymore. With the, the what? It's not my favorite T-shirt anymore. My favorite T-shirt right now <clears throat> is the one that my mate Gordon bought me for Christmas. Where it Gordon? Is, who's he? It is Freddy Krueger and um, uh, yeah, the pool Jason Voorhees playing pool. That, that I, t-shirt I annoys really me because like I get that it's, it's part of the point. better than your one that you no, gave No, no, it's like it's part of the point, but like Freddie's hands would wreck the, the pool table. That's just disrespectful. But more importantly, we've just all learned that Tommy never buys his own clothes. Uh, I do. When was the last time that you bought clothes? schoolboy shorts. I am wearing these jeans I bought then. <laughs> uh, also, I sent Lee a t-shirt that I thought was fantastic. And you did? <laughs> Lee just kind of laughed. It's a big fucking happy smiley face like me. I thought I was I just thought it was like, <coughs> do we, can we all agree, right? If you're gonna get a movie T-shirt, you want to get like a Last Exit to know where kind of like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Either, you either know what it is. Shout out to Last Exit, free T-shirts, please. <laughs> you you want like a, a, a free T-shirt? You want an extra level to your uh, your kind of geek wankery? Well, no, I just I if you're to gonna be... get a Blade Runner one, it's gonna be the Terrell Corporation. Yeah, do you want? It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a company name. Do you want a T-shirt like that that says Star Wars in massive letters above it? Or do you want a t-shirt where you go, not only is a Star Wars t-shirt, but it's a homage to, like, the Beatles as well? Hey, there is a, a big sign on Tommy's t-shirt saying Star Wars. Lee couldn't see it because it was tucked under Tommy's moob. But the, the one that I sent him was a plain black t-shirt and in white writing it says November, is it November 19th? Los Angeles, November 2019. And I was like, that, And that it's is, in the right font and stuff like that. I was like, that is fucking sweet. I just, I just thought it was just a wee bit too much. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you now? is now never going to speak to me. Well, do you do you happen to know what a uh, Lee's t-shirt is of? 
Um, it's actually that... uh, Tommy's physique. I've had uh, <laughs> an x-ray of it put on to. Is it... Uh, is... That's Titanfall 2. It is. Titanfall 1. Titanfall yeah. 1. Don't know, I never played that. Yeah. That yeah. appears to be it's the amazing. Apex Predators logo on the, the front is, as well. That's one there. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't have got that, unfortunately. But um, I got it, Lee. You did. Of course you and did. And you get it there. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what else? That's it. Let's Good, shoot. okay, right, Lee. We also got this... like a, a new carpet and stuff, man. Is that worth mentioning? Uh, Do the listeners old? care we're, about we're your old? carpet? Maybe. Unless Maybe the listeners care about us. Do they? No. Yeah. No, they don't. Uh, so what are we going to say, Neil? Uh, so, Lee, you're our this week's guest. You come from... Hot from... Hot from? Oh, yeah. Straight Hot from... from Annie's Land <laughs> near the Morrisons. <laughs> uh, Glasgow's premier... Independent cinema. Annie's land near the modest. See, have you honestly, Neil? Have you start begging for free stuff right now? I will kick you out of the flat. I'm, not, I'm just trying to introduce the fucking guest. Okay. If I was going to beg for free stuff, I would do it via the DM. <laughs> Disguised as Jason. Don't act like you're, you're you're above asking for free stuff on this show. You've done it before. Yeah, to like make vitties so on fucking yeah. Jaffa cakes. If I you guess. guys would like tickets, you just need to contact. That's to the I, listeners or to us? Yes, yeah. everybody. It's like, I, at least will be like, hey man, mind you said the thing. Have you four reliable... Bill Bob, yeah. The, Wales, have Bobby you, Huge, which yeah. is our mate Stevie Bob. Have, have you four yes, reliable yes. Canadians who listen to us every week, apparently, like, I want to come to Glasgow for the GFT? Absolutely, just hit me uh, up. You can pay the, what, $800 plane But they have to ask me what everything's about. About? Oh. Oh no, we just lost them because of that, damn it. Eight. Come back, Canada. So, yeah, how's life and how's things going? It's all right. I, I come hot from the launch of uh, Once Upon a Time Hollywood, which you gentlemen have Boo. seen today and I've seen an hour of. Um, Boo Arms. I'm not saying Boo Arms. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to make a lot of money. Ah, shit ton of I, money. I didn't think, uh, I knew our 35 mil shows of it would be busy because of the kind of audience that we have and they like obviously seeing things in actual films as opposed to DCP. I didn't think it's, the DCPs would be that busy, but. It's a tired really minutes. It's going to be fucking hoaching balls at all those Yes. So, see the GFT, what is the quotient of good guy to roaster customer? Uh, I would say it's very favourably towards good guy. As opposed to like setting the Odeon that we all worked at previously <laughs> as the base example where it is majority roaster. Our yeah. audience is generally very well behaved. We're really lucky. But um, in saying that, when the GFT have to, the seven, official seven, Glasgow premiere of uh, Fast <laughs> 9, <laughs> then there'll be roasters. Every, every, every toss pot in yeah. Glasgow will be there. Brilliant. Uh, Did you watch Hobbs and Shaw? No, because right. I hate my ass. Okay. okay, I like your eyes as well. <laughs> That's a different podcast. So uh, tune in next week for just a little... Just two guys talking about eyes. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I'm good, thank you. I've had a uh, quiet week. I've not been in contact with my favourite Spaniard. Who's that? Uh, it's the other guy that listens. There's four Canadians and the Spaniard that listens to the podcast. Um, yeah, just been playing some games. Uh, I watched Notorious. On Sunday no, in 4K. No, notorious. I watched by Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, <laughs> Doctor Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'll talk about that later on. Uh, I've been watching a whole bunch of Netflix stuff, which we'll also talk about later on. See, um, whenever you check in to watch a film like a, the GFT or well, certainly City World, our friend Nikki went and watched Notorious uh, Hitchcock's Notorious, and they seem to do this thing where see if you say I'm watching this at City World, Matthew Street. 
they're now putting on random trailers with it because I checked yeah. in saying I'm watching Apocalypse Now and it was the trailer for John Wick 3 that accompanied it and I'm like what? and Nicky's was some fucking like intruder movie and I'm like I don't think this is notorious by Hitchcock plus it was in colour I thought you were going to say like have you ever checked into somewhere and then the people who run the Facebook page for the page, the place you checked into comment on your picture or check in thing? no I've not because that, that always freaks me out when that I've happens. not had that no um, uh, can I just say that in terms of like watching stuff, I don't know if you guys got this today when you were at Cineworld. <coughs> Has anyone seen the Glasgow SPT? Like the underground? Yeah, oh, 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 that's that, fucking yeah. awful. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Oh. So, so it's like, I don't know if there's different ones, but the one I saw was... The aspiring band? No, this was a pensioner who no. was talking about how the underground used to be years back. How women used I've to get their heels yeah. caught in the wooden floorboards and stuff like that. And it's just really twee and him going on about, oh, I really like it. And it's, it's a wee bit rattly. Sometimes you get a head knocked off. At no point does he go, it's fucking overpriced. It's never open when anyone wants it. Yeah. And this, Jesus it, is the easiest job anyone's ever done. This is the real SPT advert right here. Yeah. <laughs> at, this, at this point in time, there's no excuse for the subway not being 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, well, yeah. apparently they're automating it and that's what's happening. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm all in favour for that. Fine if that, if that uh, happens and it me, works, yeah, but. I, I have the, the strange opinion that I'm looking forward to when the robots steal all our jobs because like everyone seems to think that like it'll be such a kind of bad thing, but really what it means is that work will no longer be the defining thing in people's lives and that we all get just handouts from the, the government. So I'm all for <laughs> what it. Is that what's gonna happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Get like a living wage for me. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Neil and I watched the we seen the one today where it's basically this it's like an aspiring yeah. band and it's like a photo shoot for them like yeah just when you want to go to the old hairdressers you want to see one band and you think you're going to miss one who wants to go to the old hairdresser but, but they're like the old hairdresser band but yeah the, take the subway's good there was another advert on after that which oh, I remember oh, turning to you and saying that that's two two reasons why it's shite being it's Scottish the one about uh, driving safer it's like oh, granny, I mean, granny, min, the mince and tatties. Min, tatties that's what it was oh, it's a, it just oh, made you embarrassed this is Scottish. making no sense to me at all right, there's, there's, an ad, there's an advert for um, safe driving for, it's, a safe, it's a safe driving advert where it's a guy and he's three pals in the car and they're pumping up the move, the music and they're going down after that and I try to get him to drive fast and this wee woman this wee old woman who's supposedly like granny her head pops out of the glove compartment it's just talks talking shit about Vince uh, and Tatties yeah, that, and yeah. it's like this is embarrassing what happened to the good old days when the road safety stuff was just fucking grim as shit yeah. <laughs> like used to show you like somebody, kids murdered their mum because they weren't wearing a the seatbelt right. or like do you remember that completely horrific one where it was like a car entirely made out of fucking tarmac just comes out the road oh, this oh, yeah, 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 yeah like it just knocks in a kid it's like cars silent and deadly or some shit like that yeah. Fuck, I don't mind that one. That sounds good. Ah, it was just like it was like a total horror thing. It just yeah. kind of rises out of the ground, but it still just made it a concrete that just kills the kid. Oh, fuck it. Uh, they were predicting the terror of electric motor cars. I was going to say, is it, is it like yeah. don't buy electric? Tesla oh. killing kids a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's your week been, Paco? Yeah. Done any walking in that? No, I've been running a couple of times. But, I mean, that's like less. A, you know, interesting in the walking even because it's it's just running. What's your running route? I, I, it's, I'm not going to say it live on the show. 
airport just in case scenario where all the kids are running with you you're up the fucking steps of the, what, the go bar or do you know like I think of that sequence almost every single time I'm out running not because of the movie itself but because there was like a shitty BuzzFeed video where they were slagging off Rocky uh, because apparently during that route he covers more distance than a marathon they're like huh, are they, what is he Superman and it's like there's people who run 100 no, miles a athlete. fucking day like, he's, yeah. he's an athlete it's like fucking BuzzFeed just fuck off already man <laughs> Idiots! I don't know why I keep clicking your videos. Obviously, the clickbait shit works. I was gonna say you're powering them because that's the adverts they're fucking yeah. keeping the lights on. Those bastards! It's like what you ran a mile for thirty days. Well, fucking done, Buzzfeed. But why am I watching the video again? God damn it! Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've been working, running, gutting the flat. <laughs> much it. Playing video games, exciting stuff. Mm. Well, yeah. I bet you're glad you asked. Yeah. I like to know how my pals are doing. You no, you any, don't. You watch any films? <laughs> kind of true, I don't. I watched Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. I watched... Do you watch any anime? <laughs> no, I didn't watch any anime this time, actually. I, I've only I watched... got, I'm still only halfway through Evangelion. I, I don't blame you, because like you stopped pretty much... I got, uh, I got to the bit where they're doing all the backstory stuff, where whenever one of the kids gets into the pod to do their test, it just turns into a flashback episode. That's and, completely on. Yeah. All the stuff is all the stuff is interesting, but I'm just like I can't be bothered with that kind of mechanic anymore. Right. I actually quite enjoyed the the kind of it's good. It's just previous episodes because obviously the sexualization of fourteen year olds gets less. Yeah, it does less as it goes on. Yeah, uh, which is always a bonus. Yes. Um. Yeah. That, I, I know. Like you didn't go on too well with the last kind of six episodes of that show but I still maintain that you'd seen it before though right? no that was, that was the first time I'd ever seen it and if I'd seen it when it originally came out I would probably think it was the best thing ever but I think it doesn't seem to have aged it's it's maybe not aged that well in terms of the way the story is told it's quite dry which I yeah. don't have a lot of problems with <clears throat> Uh, I just think there's more kind of dynamic ways to tell that story. I also think um, like that that subject matter has now been done yeah so many more times, more competently, yeah. um, more streamlined. Well, I like the last two episodes of it. I like End of Evangelion. I just wish there was a better blend of the two of them together. Yeah, I think it's worth watching. I do think that the last oh, six yeah, episodes it goes, it's mental, and it's worth yeah. just seeing how, how, how tits mental cool it goes. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should just wait for after the successful Western Akira has been made more well, absolutely that's, that's, Evangelion. That's going to be like 20 years at this rate. Who's making that Keanu Reeves is playing. Well, Taika Waititi was, was supposed it, to be, but he's now making 4-4. So. Because that's easier, frankly. Chris Hemsworth, hot property. Mm-hmm. Especially now he's divorced. Is, who's what it? Hemsworth is? That's Liam Hemsworth. Oh, is that Liam Hemsworth? Aye, the one that's got Miley Cyrus. Oh, is that? I've always thought it was Chris. No, man. Alright, fair dis. I retract that statement. He was meant to be giving up acting so he could spend more time with his wife. Yeah, I did. They 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 separated last week or something like that. What? Chris Hemsworth? Whatever. (laughs) No. My God. Liam Hemsworth. Right. Young Hemsworth. Not Thor. Not Not Thor. Right, right, okay. (laughs) Yeah, not Thor. That's the best way to do it. Aye, because Chris Hemsworth's married to Elsa Pataki. Who is? Who's that? Uh, she's in a Fast Five. Ew. Which means I have seen her. <laughs> she's also... Or probably through my fingers. I've seen her in some... I was about to say she's the one that was dating Han in that movie, but that was Gal Gadot, wasn't it? That's Gal Gadot. No, oh, yeah. she's one of the polis. 
No, is she not the not post helping. going out with Vin Diesel or ends up going out with Vin Diesel? That is the one. Oh, yeah. who gets offed yeah. in eight. Yeah. I fucking hate Spoilers. these movies and I know I so much about them. It's horrible. Yes. <laughs> it's turned into my Resident Evil Netflix thing where I just like, I hate them but I watch them. Oh, why would you do that? I don't know, I don't like myself. I, Have I, you watched I watched Vendetta? the Resident Evil ones. Vendetta. Resident Evil Vendetta. That's the last one. It's the newest one. It's no, like the last a, it's one's actually alright. It's a CGI one, but they, essentially oh, no, no, they I'm watched John about, Wick and then decided that that's who we are now. Alright, okay. So the last one is what's the last one? It's called the final chapter. So one where they go back to the 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 hive. Do they blow up the world? No. um, Oh fuck! How does that movie play out again? There's Um, loads and loads and loads and loads of clones. Yes, Michelle Rodriguez. Lord Friendzone. Yeah, John Mormon's in and then four of them. After spending three ridiculous movies building up Albert Wesker, he just gets unceremoniously crushed by a door. Oh, because it's the most famous villain of Resident Evil. Because the end of it is it's all about. It's the total Robocop ending, though, because like the Red Queen wants to kill him, but she can't. And yeah, so somebody, like somebody, somebody uh, sacks him, and then the Red Queen says thank you and crushes him with the door. Because uh, the Mila Jovovich character, Alice, uh, Alice sure. uh, the original Alice, is still in the hive, but she's an old woman who has yep. a, who has yep, a disease. Happens. So she fi- Yeah. So she so she fires Wesker, and it's like, all right, I can yep. do it. Uh, also, forty minutes of that movie is just Mila Jovovich being dragged behind a car. Yeah. All those movies are the worst. <laughs> well, they're bad, but that one's they're all fucking right. terrible. That's not. They're all <laughs> yeah. terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong. They could not have made Resident Evil One just like the video game. Well, apparently Netflix is about to do that. So, like everyone who's played the game and gives a fuck would just find that so dull. You know exactly what's going to happen. Like, there's no point in making Plus it. They'd have to make the acting really, really bad to yeah. match the first game. Yeah, there's that as well. Oh, they would, pr- so they would probably shoehorn in the master unlocking and the Jill Sandwich bullshit. <laughs> Did the Jill Sandwich one not get taken out of the last? You say Jill yeah. Sandwich. Yeah, there's like a bit. So, there's a, a bit where called Jill Sandwich. No, there's a person called. <laughs> I wish. There's a person called <laughs> Jill. Like toast of London. <laughs> there's like a person called Jill in it. Jill Valentine, her name is. Oh yeah, I knew that. But like, there's a part in the game where there is a shotgun mounted on the wall, but if you take the shotgun off the wall, the ceiling starts to come down. And uh, if you're Chris, then you have to find the fake shotgun to put back in the wall so you can get out of the room. But if you're Jill, when the wall's coming down, if you take the real shotgun, uh, a guy called Barry kicks the door in and like you can escape the room that way. And then he says, whoa, you were almost a Jill sandwich. Ah, right. Somebody keeps farting and it is rank. I burped. It's worse than we I, thought. I've literally just taken a big swig of refreshing Fanta grape diet. Uh, eat some of that. I can tell uh, you right now, <laughs> refreshing is not the word. Uh, yeah, it's, it's much, three, much three like of the words in that three-word name are wrong. Much, much like the iron <laughs> brew. Much like the iron brew burp. That is also a horrific burp. What have you ate though as well? That's not just that's not just the artificial oh, grape I'm smelling. I'd like a, a chicken burger. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing says a uh, good times like grape and chicken. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to shame you here, man. There are some hideous smells came out of my body in my time as well. Let's <laughs> let's just leave it at that and move on. Uh, it's a family family friendly show. Mm. So, uh, news. I don't have any. <laughs> 
We, we don't do the news anymore. Oh, <laughs> that's right. It hurt you deep. It yeah. was heavily criticised, so I don't do the news anymore. Who heavily criticised Them. I did not. They I just thought... It, could be, it was always very that. forced, wasn't it, man? Yeah, it could. It, it, like, could, it can be done in a more natural style of it's okay. just, all right, you all hear something that happened. I have not looked at the news, so... Me, me and you, sorry, you and I talked about uh, the Event Horizon TV series that's been proposed. We did, which I'm not against. It depends uh, what they do with it. How do you... The only way that would work is if it was kind of like an X-Files effort where it's not just one continuous story, it's like loads of different things happen. As, I and I then like Space Lizard Rape. With, it's uh, a, a remake of the film, but taking its time and building it up a little bit. Um, but you, like, you six, six, six episodes with the Event Horizon crew, six episodes with the crew that go to find them. So but like each episode... Build, like, builds the characters having like specifically on each character yeah. in your personal hell <laughs> well, then you've got the opportunity to make it to a different, different horror well, no, what, 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 what well you could do that but the way that I was thinking more where it would be <clears throat> there would be the, the six episode kind of storyline but you would see it happening each, each episode would be a part of that journey from one character's point of view, yeah, I was yeah. but you would still get the ensemble like around Lost, it. Lost style is like one character is the focus each week. You see what their feet is working up to. The yeah. yeah, but like, but you could reboot the actual that, movie by doing like that the savage crew that finds the ship, and no. then as they I, get trapped in the actually, ship, well, that actually having it so that the type, the type of horror for each crew member is yeah. different would be cool though. So, I, it's, not, so it's not all just I should, it's yeah, it'd be more of an ensemble cast, not Larry Fishburne. That could work as a Paul W.S. Anderson attached. Who cares? The no, only reason he's idea. making it, the then only reason I that care. Movie was good is because of everybody around them making it. The That's cin- my point, though. The like, cinematographer from Aliens, he had Michael Gaiman doing the music for it. He had. Uh, I he had Orbital as well. Orbital uh, mm. did some of the music. In fact, the soundtrack's brilliant. But that, it's that's, all sweet. That's my point, though. Is like I would be more excited for it. If he was just it's an not, executive producer and he was nothing to do with it. Uh, oh wow, that's not good. Is that Adam Wingard? That, that is that? the very man, yes. Yeah. I mean, that movie you, wasn't right. terrible. Wait a minute, what did he do? Did he not do Death, your, your, Death Note, your, your next? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and he's done like, uh, a couple of segments on like the VHS films and a couple yeah. of those. He did something um, recently and I can't fucking think of the word. I can't think of the word. Anthology. He no, got was, he got announced to do something else for Netflix that was an anime adaptation and people were raging. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. Is that Bleach anime adaptation? You need to get the folk that did Castlevania, man. That shit was awesome. Hmm. He's making something else. He's making something else video game related. What the fuck was it? Uh, yeah, I remember seeing that. It, well, well, season two of Castlevania. It was the producer of Castlevania, the guy that looks like the crow. Savi Arad. That's it. Yeah. But I don't think he directed it. I think he's just a producer, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Aviar, are you sure it's Aviar? Aviar. No, Aviar is Spider Man. Yeah. Oh, what's that guy's it name? It is an Avi. But he was the guy who wanted to do the Mortal Kombat movie. And Ari Aster's uh, head of editry. And I want to say maybe Avi, Ari Shankar. That's it. It is a good name. It is. That's exactly who it is. It's also almost as accurate as well. <laughs> Fair play. So, did nothing exciting happen in the, the um, world of movie news? The, what do you call them? The Eddie Murphy deal at Netflix appears to have uh, given, given us some fruit already with uh, a trailer Dolomite. for I Am Dolomite. Which looks great. Which does look really, really good. So just, it's just stand-up. It's not no, no, it's actual film. Making right. a black exploitation movie. 
uh, an, an adult <coughs> film with uh, some adult fun jokes. No, I'm, like I'm sure Dave this isn't and the haunted mansion and all that other shit. That I'm sure this about. isn't the first time we've mentioned this, and I must have made the same joke the last time. But how many times is he in it this time? No, <laughs> uh, but the th- like he, it's. No, just the one. So it's not. You don't. I don't. I don't, I don't recall <laughs> seeing him in a fat suit at any point. But there's like him, Mike Epps, Wesley he's, Snipes, he's uh, Craig Robinson. Yeah? He's a bit made up, now, isn't it? Uh, there's the, uh, there's a wee bit of jewels like, and stuff. Aye, uh, he, he plays a more portly fellow, but like is he not just kind of getting old? A no, bit, it, a bit it, fat. it looks like prosthetics. Uh, but he's only playing himself. Wesley Snipes actually looks sort of older in it. Uh, yeah. When I saw him in Expendables, he looked pretty good. I don't know. No, 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 I, no. I, I saw him recently. Yeah, and, I saw him recently, and I was like, "Man, like I, that was fucking awesome." <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Was uh, it a blade thing? Uh, it was well, blade it's related. Blade related. Oh, okay. What are you guys talking about? We can't really tell you because it's a really, really fucking great. He's in the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Yeah. Oh, right, got you. Sorry. Before an episode. Right, okay. It's a fucking brilliant Could you not just say that? It's <laughs> no, a really. We're trying not to spoil things. Yeah. That's Neil, a show Neil was like, actually, actually wait till you get to episode to seven. It's amazing. <laughs> he goes, wait till you get to episode seven. It's amazing. And at one point, you see like this vampire council, and there's a lot of fucking really good cameos and reveals. And I, he, he never told me what had happened. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. That's good, and then I seen Snipes via Skype, and yeah, I was like, "Oh, this blade, that's yeah. fucking well good that they've included that in this whole thing." But cheers, Paco. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I mean, uh, whatever, man. I just like I'm sure it's documented. Also, that I really think people overblow the whole spoiler thing way too much. Like, sometimes it's nice. See, when you see something, and you're like, "I was a nice <laughs> wee discovery. I enjoyed that." Yeah, I, well, I, I, that I, I watched that episode having no idea that it was there, and when, I, when you see the first time, you go. That's amazing that they got that person for this show. Yeah. Fucking hell, they got that person. Got yeah. That person as well. When Neil and said to me, there's a... I'm sure you're like, ah, oh, he's still paying off his taxes. Probably. Yeah. But yeah. when, when Kate, Neil said Kate it to Blanchett, me... on the other hand. I mean, isn't that what the cousin <laughs> time was, though? <laughs> no, when... Oh, but she's good friends with... with well, still... see, that's all thing that... It's right, the whole... it's... Oh, no, um... Who is tell like, tell us damn it I was going to say it, it, name it, someone who you think be a great female it, vampire it, it, sorry <laughs> she, he would have said it's, Tilda, it's Tilda Swinton because the gag is it's all people that have played vampires right. is Gary Oldman in it and uh, no but no. they make the joke about people that they couldn't get right who couldn't make the time yeah they didn't have the budget Gary <laughs> Oldman would do it now in a heartbeat yeah. probably yeah. depending yeah. on if, how far away it was from his child's yes. house yes mm. he's got a thing about that he won't work yeah. too far away he does a lot of jobs just the you know He's like a working actor a lot of the time, um, but if he spends too much time on from his kids. What was the last thing he was in? Uh, the Longest Hour? Sorry, The Darkest oh, Hour. Oh, with uh, Big Jerry Butler. No, no, the one we were the church church church. Church. I, I know the one. Yeah, the, the one. You, one. Yeah. Chuck, that was after. And <laughs> yeah. I see the trailer for that. Good oh, lord. God. Oh, yeah, they're taking three things for Angel has fallen from today. Uh, oh, they watched the trailer, trailer for that, that yesterday. Like, I'm, I'm kind of upset. Like, I will get involved. <laughs> Did you like the other ones? Though? I like the first one. It's, 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 first it's just right. a shit diehard. Have you seen the second one? I've not seen the second one. Oh, oh, hold on. Were we drunk when we watched uh, Olympus? I mean, falling? the best, the best thing that the second one does is it's short. Right. It's like ninety minutes or something. That's all you, know, that's yeah. all you need. Yeah. I, I'm, at, I'm at that it. stage now of my life where see if I felt see a film's ninety minutes, I'm like fuck, I'm all for all right. all that. Yeah. No bother. Yeah, like if Angel Has Fallen <laughs> is eighty-eight minutes long, I'm like that is absolutely the right yeah. amount of time it should be. But it's like they're trying to develop this fucking nothing character. Of course they are. Because his name in them, Mike, Mike Bennett. Right. I was actually expecting. I don't know. Right. Because okay. that was never. 
ever no. supposed to be yeah. three movies. Nope. And like Nick Notley, who is you can barely understand what's going on with him just now, plays his dad, and I'm like, oh, what the fucking hell is the point of this? Well, and Morgan Freeman's in it again for so, how many so, times is the president going to be involved with this one guy? In all these, I mean, situations? isn't he the fucking head of the Secret He's Service? No, he was. In, I remember. In, Olympus is no, no, because it's, it's a new president, is it not? No, well, Morgan Freeman's in it, but I don't know. Who, I, I thought, thought he I was the president. He is the president, isn't he? Oh. Not sure. So, not only. Yeah, two terms. Two terms. Not only like, is he just kind of uh, going back to butter all the time, but like all this shit's happened how during sh- his yeah. term. How shit is his security? He should really get his administration to help. Um, What's he been doing to piss off like, all these different probably countries? on his close border protection detail. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> But yes, uh, where, where, where do we? How do we get to Olympus as well? I don't. Know, I just had to say. That. How do we not I'm get to? So upset about it. I'm not. Upset you used to enjoy stupid action movies, Lee. I'm sure of it. What happened? You're probably right. I think. I think stuff like Fast and Furious just just They've ruined it. Yeah. Sure, it's not because you now work at the GFT, so you've seen too many films about gay cowboys. Yeah, I, only, I only like stupid action movies if they're German expressionist ones. And it says it's a triumph on the poster. It's a triumph. <laughs> that's disappearing now. Oh, why? Is yeah. that word? Is that a bad word? Well, the one of the things that I love about the posters you get at GFT is they don't tell you anything about the film. They're just full of quotes, mm. really overlong, wanky quotes from various. With public a, games like IndieWire and shit like that. The, to, to, to be fair, the, when you watch any of the trailers at the GFT, you have no idea what any what's of the, What's the name about. of the little kind of olive branchy bits? Is it Lorets or Laurels? Or, or is, is that well, it's not just a Toronto yeah. Film Festival yeah. nominee. Tommy's <laughs> Film Festival. Yeah, <laughs> Sundance Judy Prize winner. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I hope they have them. On the next uh, Olympus has fallen movie, <laughs> but as a joke, I don't know why I this... loved it. Hey, you guys! I don't know. I don't know why this particular has popped in my head, but do you remember that a uh, DVD that our mate Colin brought back from India that had a negative review on the back cover? Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I remember that. That's great. Was it the movie was called Control? It was something like but that. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't the one with not the Joy Division one. Yeah, I was going to say no. no. It wasn't that. But was it not only? Was it not the joke? Not only it was a bad review. But it wasn't a, a joke. No, it was a bad review. But was it not for a different film? Was it? Yeah, no. it was a pirated copy where they just it, got it looked pretty shit, yeah, shady. Yeah. Like it looked like came out of a fucking car boot or something like that. It was like just a bit of paper with a disc in it. But it, like, it did look like it was supposed to be the back cover for the DVD though. But like the the first line. Makes it sound like it's a compliment, but then like the rest of the quote shows that it just wasn't at all. I wish I could remember it better. I know. But again, yeah, it, was, just, it was a negative. It was a negative review that they had put on the case. Yeah, I do enjoy that. Like again, it comes back to the IT crowd where it's like when there's gay, the gay, gay, a gay musical. And it's like not, not as long as, long as some musicals. musicals. Yeah. <laughs> Even like uh, the the Partridge book I'm reading again, it's got all those ones. It's like the Daily sure Telegraph. does ramble. P- I published by Orion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he sure likes to ramble. I guess like Melvin Bragg says that. Well, says that it's that's a good thing. But yeah, I, they should have more fucking daft negative reviews for things like that as well. Did you see the trailer that Neil posted for Chris Morris' new movie? No, I didn't even know he had it. Ah, uh, it's a new movie. Um, he posted on the Raptors uh, page. Oh fuck! I can remember what it's called now. The day will come. Fill time. I'll look. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is like this is Chris Morris's. Uh, it's his first movie since Four Lions which if I'm right was nine years ago do you know what I'm just realising what's that you asked me what I'd watched and then I didn't even get a chance to answer 
you guys just did I not say did you want an anime and you're like no no anime yeah but like I didn't actually get to see we'll get we'll get we'll get to what did you watch any movies I watched Yui secretly through your window that's not a secret anymore did you watch your there's a word for what you put in my garden it's called the hide the day shall come I watched the first two episodes of the Orville season 2 is it just the next generation? I came it in, remains I, I the came best. In and you left my fucking telly on with that on. I was like, God's sake, get man, over it, it crybaby. Whatever. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't have anything. He didn't have a telly or fuck on. I said, Yeah, just watching my roommate. Came back and he had taken the extension, put it in his own telly, and just left my telly as it is. Didn't turn it off for fuck all, man. <laughs> left his CBO bowl there as well. Oh man, I meant to lift that as well. When I started doing it, uh-huh. I was like, I better remember to take that to the kitchen because uh, Tommy will probably be annoyed of your life. <laughs> I meant to lift that. That's <laughs> uh, what I'll say, like on the gravestone, he meant to lift that. Yeah. And say that, like, he'll get I, it himself. From, from what I've seen as <laughs> the also Orville. the title of my favourite sex worker documentary. <laughs> Uh, the Orville is good it's just the problem is Seth MacFarlane's comedy writing it's very family guy uh, other yeah. than that they've nailed the aesthetic how many of... times does he sing songs in it? none never none uh, there was a good joke well, Paco said like they make a kind of cool joke about um, the the Klingons get uh, horny as hell no they... no no Oh, just, on you go sorry come on man in case, you some, yours. in case there's some Trekkies listening man you're about to anger a lot of them there the by saying it was Klingons the platform is yours mate on you go the Vulcans oh, only get seven years, horny yeah. once every seven years it's called Pomfar Aye. and, and that's what this, they were taking the piss out of and what is what is it they do in this episode it hurts uh, my brain that I know that well you know <sighs> what do they do in this there, episode uh, there's a one of the members of the crew is an alien who can only pee once a year and they all go to watch him pee mm-hmm and again, they nail the aesthetic of Star Trek. But the, oh, no, totally the, the, the comedy in that is a bit Family Guy-ish. Where you're like, juvenile. You I think a, yeah, juvenile is a juvenile immature. You're above it, is what you're saying. I'm, I'm not saying I'm above it. How was Hobbs and Show? I'm not saying I'm above it, but see when it comes to like Star Trek and the Orville, the Orville's too immature. The Star Trek is too, it thinks it's too highbrow. It needs to be a middle ground here. <laughs> That's, that's my, my mate. Discovery doesn't think it's too high, bro. It's too busy trying to be an action. Well, no, it's it's oh, science and the fuck out of stuff. Oh, oh, is it? Yeah, you mean how a ship is powered by some blob or whatever? Fucking <laughs> Discovery, fuck. man. If I fucking corner on Discovery. Yeah, like it's better, but it's still. It's like if Star Trek was written by the people who run the I fucking love science Facebook page. Oh, right, just okay. Fucking dicks. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that, that's <coughs> they need to kind of bridge that gap. But you can tell Seth MacFarlane is a big fan of Star Trek. And Brandon, Bra- I didn't even know he was part of the producer. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Freaks, the Rex of Yeah, so it's like they've got a lot of the kind of Star Trek alumni in there, and it looks like it. It just they need to kind of. This isn't like they have they absolutely need to rein the humor in. They have absolutely toned down the humor though. Like the the start of season one, it felt like they were just making Family Guy with a Star Trek skin on it. Right. Uh, whereas like now they are kind of taking it a bit more seriously. But like as you're saying though, like the humor does fall flat a lot, but it still has way more of a kind of Star Trek feel to it than any other Star Trek oh, property in the past. Watching decade. that and then watching Discovery, there's a huge difference, especially when Discovery's supposed to be before is supposed to be a prequel, even though all the fucking tech is Amazing. years ahead of like. Kirk do you know what? And his do you know what's crew. really annoying about that is there is no reason at all for it to be a prequel. No, there's not. They could easily have just made it uh, another series. Why Picard could actually be quite good because it would be the furthest out 
yeah, actual yeah. Star Trek trying to do new stuff. Patrick mm. Stewart just getting high on his yep. farm. Smoking <laughs> a massive blunt. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, is shit. that you, 79? Wow. I'm not holding my breath for it, man. I don't think. I like I the trailer. I, 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 I hope I like it. It's a dumb Star Trek. So. Oh, what? Yeah. Watch The Expanse, man. I do. I've also watched watch The, the Expanse, as you would know if you let me speak. <laughs> so you watched all the third series? Not of it. I, I have watched maybe the first five or six episodes. I think the last bit that happened is that they rescued a bunch of Martians and the Martians caused a mutiny. Yes. Fucking that lasted no five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're away. kids, to be fair. <laughs> they're indeed. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Rocky start in season one, but I think that... Yeah, the first two or three episodes are just not easy to watch. They're just trying to get a lot of exposition out of the yeah. way and not probably the best way, especially if you've read the books. I also think that like all all the actors that they picked except for the Chancellor woman from Earth, yeah. who is pretty famous... Avarasala. What's her name? Avarasala. Is the yeah. character name. I can't remember what the actor's name is. She's excellent, though. Yeah. Uh, but... Especially in the third season because they let her square. <clears throat> Um, yeah, in the book she swears like a sailor. In the in the like every other actor though, like feels like they wanted to hire famous people but didn't have the money for it, so they've got like total D list celebrities well, the, the instead. Worst, the worst one is the main character. Yeah, um, he's like the first two series, he's nothing. He's not a good enough actor, but by the third series, he's getting better. Yeah, and he's also the producer. That might help. I mean, everybody knows that when you become a producer, it kind of it makes your acting chops just... Your acting lands get bigger. <laughs> yeah. I, Thomas Jane, I guess, was actually pretty good as well. Yeah, that but, was the only thing I was sitting on because I knew he was coming back. Obviously, you didn't, so... He's coming back? Yeah. What? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lee. Oh, no, as I, said, oh, I thought spoilers weren't a big deal. Exactly, which is what I That's cool. Yeah. I, I hope that they write him into it in a satisfactory way. I could see already how they would go about it. I, I hope that he at least goes in the dark. Goes in the dark. <laughs> okay. Straight up, man. Yeah. So, Would we uh, all? <coughs> don't we think watched, we watched that for old. We'll be like... <laughs> we watched the first five minutes of Falcon Rising. What is that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael J. White is having... Oh, right. okay. <laughs> Michael J. White... That guy's career is... After Spawn... But uh, uh, Black Dynamite. Man, hold on a second. You count Spawn as the high point. That like the, movie was terrible. That was meant to be the thing that would make him a legit like, Michael Michael J. White Hollywood star, Ma- and it was so bad. Not because of his film, yeah, bad, but uh, it was so bad generally that he resorted to do Universal's Ultra movies. Uh, Michael J. White's high point was The Dark Knight, and you know it. Right. That's true. Hold on a second. It was Black Dynamite. Dynamite. Come on. That was yeah. amazing. Whatever happened to the follow up to that? The cowboy one? The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they had the anime. It was in Glasgow. It was a bit no, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm going to look this up. I'm sure there was a trailer for a, a kind of essentially Black Dynamite, but it was a Western. But uh, essentially, Falcon Rising is. It's like every other. It's like Man on Fire, yeah, but he, cheap. Uh, yeah, it's it's is kind it of, a Netflix movie. It's a Prime Amazon now Prime. Amazon Prime now oh, okay. movie. So like yeah. the only takeaway I got from the start of it, <laughs> he's though, in that triple threat that I was talking about earlier. All right, oh, Tony, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, is he, he like it starts with him doing setups? And he's, um, abs, he's super. His abs look like a Toblerone. Like they're actually triangular. And that, it's crazy. That's not the start of it, but that's what Paco took from it. That's ten minutes of the when movie. When he does it, does it go? <laughs> No, it it, it it is really weird when you it's see like it. It's like he's got like a pyramid shaped ab. Is like, what's it's, that all about? It is strange. The outlaw Johnny Black. 
is oh, what it's called. Is it out already? Or? No, it's still saying it's in pre-production. But there's a, I'm sure I've seen there's a trailer. I think it's maybe getting crowdfunded. But no, looking, look, yeah. But looking on his in, yeah, in production uh, slate, there is an undercover brother too. On oh. its way. Was the first one good? No. no. <laughs> that was Eddie Griffin and Denise Richards, I believe. And Eddie Griffin is not in this one. What no. are your memories of Spawn? Shite. Shite. The uh, movie in particular, not like the John Leguizamo. I remember yeah, the, the, the film is like it was made by a special effects guy from ILM and it looks like a special yeah. effects guy. It does so, the, yeah. mo- the worst dissolves with these ridiculous effects. The, the, Bad the, direction. The CG, the CG is just not good. Todd McFarlane's got far too much to do with it. Um, the acting's bad. Martin Sheen's only there because his grandkids like Spawn and it looks like mm-hmm. it. Uh, John Leguizamo's there because why not? He's probably so this, the best thing in it, but he's not still bad. This is a, a weird thing. Like, I can date my first ever hangover because it was the day that Spawn uh, was released because I went to see that movie with the first hangover I've ever had in my life all of those things happening together are bad because that movie is a hangover the first hour is just him moaning and I was like fucking shut up (laughs) that's all I remember about it here's a hot take I have recently just read and it's the first time I've read them the first 30 odd issues of Spawn is it uh, shit? It does not start off well. It's not good. No. It's pretty bad. So basically, McFarlane's writing is terrible. It's, it, have you got to the bit where he actually just hands off it to a whole bunch of other sort of comics alumni and loads of people? Oh, I'm, I'm well past that. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I've, 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 I've got the first six uh, trades. Because uh, it's basically, wouldn't it be funny if Heaven and Hell were having a battle on Earth? Yeah. And that's the joke for a very it's, long See time. the episode of the South Park where Kenny dies and he has to fight with a PSP? It's yeah. kind of similar. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. So, but it's still going. And, oh, it's issue, making, issue 300. He's like popular as well. That's the thing. Like, people seem to live action, yeah. another live action movie. Which long. is maybe going to get crowdfunded. <laughs> Always ends well. Maybe. Um, yeah. I, other than Hobbs and Shaw, I don't think I've watched anything else. Mm-hmm. I, cinema... Just hasn't interested me. The cinema's been bad, man. Like Hobbs and Shaw was a good laugh in that, but I remember was it last week and the week before? This week's releases have been terrible. This week's release as well. It was like there's a bunch of films featuring I think fucking dogs and well, you had the the art of racing in the rain, which is a shitey romantic drama about what is Kevin Costner doing in that movie? Well, he's just the voice of the dog. I know he's not paid the rent, but come on. Yeah, and you, man, have you asked me to be the voice of a dog? I don't think it matters what the movie is, I'd probably do it. You've got The Sun is Also a Star, which is some shitey young adult novel bullshit. What a terminal illness does one of the characters have this day? Um, no, they're getting... One of, one of them's a um, it's, have you ever seen Before Sunrise? The Lightweight like, movies? Yeah. They're amazing. It, it's essentially Before Sunrise, but with, a, but with a, a person that's getting deported. That doesn't sound potentially bad to me. That's, I've seen the trailer, though. Right, okay. It's bad. Right, okay. Uh, the other thing was fake, fake Lego movie. Oh, Playmobil, Playmobil movie, which looked fucking garbage, and blinded by the light. Like what you thought the uh, Lego movie was going to be before you saw it. But yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood, which we'll get well, to later. Yeah, we, well, that only came out today. Yeah, so. And there was a fortieth anniversary final cut of uh, Apocalypse Now, which means Neil went and watched last night. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah, well, we'll have a couple of hours on it. 
What else are we talk about? Everybody knows Apocalypse Now, though, right? Well, what is different about the final cut? Not much. Do they still show the cow getting decapitated? Um, yes. Is I'm going to get. I'm going to uh, give you a guest review by a friend of mine, Ian Furman, about Blinded by the Light because none of us went to see it. Yeah. Uh, it's only it's only opinions, but Blinded by the Light is an excruciatingly terrible film, even for a soggy August afternoon. And I trust that opinion. Okay. So what's that about, though? Blinded, Blinded by the Light, yeah. that's that uh, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. The film is not the Bruce Springsteen. It's movie. like, yeah. I no idea existed. Uh, You've seen the trailer? Yeah, so Have Yeah. You've been in the cinema with me. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> is it early 80s? It's the early 80s, north of England, yeah. Uh, it's about a young Asian boy who Alright, hold on a second This is not a movie about Bruce Springsteen no, This no. is something that he has directed No, no. It's it's about just, they're just using his music Bruce Springsteen's music Is there not like another film out right now that's the same thing but with a boy who likes the Beatles? Yeah, yes. that was yesterday yes, you, were, you were on holiday for that It was a Danny Boyle effort Is this, is this 2019's either. version of Volcano in a Oh, no, the, really... it's go, it's going on the trend that we have now that Mamma Mia created, where you can have musicals slash semi musical semi musical stories using real, like the music of one band to help tell your story. Do they sing in it? No. no, this is just I believe this is just a straight drama. Right. Yeah, I've got a fondness for people who can't sing singing. That's very particular. It is. It's like, I don't know what it is about it, but like I'd really enjoy people attempting to sing when they're not professionals. You would probably enjoy Rocket Man then. Right. You should probably watch more reality TV. <laughs> I only like watching stuff like Pop Idol when it's like the audition phase because I like seeing all the people cry when they thought they were good and they're not anymore. <laughs> I feel like this is saying a lot about you. Mm, right. I don't know. I can. I can get with that. It's like only the ones that have got like the clear look, and you're thinking that they're the shit. Yeah, like, the they're fucking terrible. Yeah. And you're like, your family and friends should have told you you were that bad. But then part of you thinks who? Maybe they were hired for that particular segment. No, these are just dead. These are no. Like, if we were to go to, no, Pop but I don't know how we would go knowing that we're terrible singers. But there's folk like like you said. There's folk go where their family and friends haven't told them they're shite. And yeah. they go and they get upset when they're told they're shit. Right, Tommy, you, yeah. you've walked down Buchanan Street on a Saturday afternoon where there's yeah. the roving bands of kids that apparently can afford a one fucking... Roving bands of children. <laughs> can afford a mic and one uh, one amp and they'll try and sing just because their fucking auntie at some, some parties went, oh, you're that rare chant. Oh. That's ex- probably exactly how it happens. So that's, those are the type of people that will go to Pop Idol and go... Or pop stars, it's or, good, it's good to know that our, or whatever fucking our voice. Re- reoccurring the kids are terrible segment is a still alive <laughs> and kicking than Raptors in the kitchen. Kids are shite, hot minute. Oh god, you goddamn! Is it zillennials are now called? It's not even millennials. Yeah. What's that? At least they're all the way back to fucking. It's like school the newest now. batch because they can't be called millennials anymore. They're now called zillennials. Zennials, I, think I, think yeah. I don't know. I'm too old to care. Thanks, I just I, I just want them back in school. <laughs> no, he's too old for so this. they're not yes. so they're not in the cinema in the afternoons. <laughs> that's they went back today, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Good, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now just the students need to uh, go back. So, <laughs> right, so hang on, so because Redux, there was too much in it. Mm-hmm. 
there was stuff that just shouldn't have been put in it that was put in it. Yeah. Is this F- final, closer to the original version? No. Final Cut's a kind of, it's a, it's a middle ground. There's still... Is this the one where near the end he has a dream about a unicorn? Like the dance show, the stage show. No, that's still there. That's, that's still, still there, there, the French plantations. The, the French plantations there. I can't really remember that now. It's... The, this, there's extended a lot. Of, there's extended stuff at the start with uh, Kilgore. And all his crew and the surfing stuff. Is that uh, um, Robert Duvall? That's yeah. Robert Duvall, and that's that's all really that's good. Don't surf. Yeah. The intro um, scene with the propellers and that—that's kind of it's extended. kind of extended. Yeah, and to be fair, it looks amazing. It does. Yeah, look, yeah. is that but, the, the one they copied off of Star Wars? Correct. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. that that is the thing. Like it's a four it's a four K <laughs> transfer of it, and it does it looks amazing. It's seen it on uh, it had been moved up to the super screen. Because uh, it was originally just in screen seven, which is it's a big screen, but the screen is bigger. Busy as well. um, and the the sound quality in that screen is fantastic. Oh, it's like um, see the, the fucking when they take the beach uh, when they've got uh, Wagner playing, yeah, yeah. fucking it was overwhelming the the gunfire. But yeah, did it sound like victory? It did. It did. Um, no, I, I had I had goosebumps during that, but yeah, I okay. still think it's a bit long. There's uh, bit, there's me and, yeah. Neil, me and Neil were kind of talking out. I really well, it takes so long to get to Kurtz. Yeah, I, I think that's why. Just as there's abstract bits, for two thirds. Yeah, of like, but I mean, like, doesn't the movie pretty much end when they get there? Or is it, yeah, no, well, well they get there, there's, there's, there's maybe another, there's maybe another fifteen minutes. I thought it was longer. Nah, no, I thought it was half it, an hour. Nah, uh, this well, is like, did this? Did the apocalypse now start off as an adaptation of Heart of Darkness? Is, yes, yeah. as an adaptation of Heart of Darkness. Right. No, but it, it's like. Was it originally going to be called Heart of Darkness and actually have like no, the characters? It, it, no, it, it, no, it, 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 no, it takes the story Because I think the antagonist in Heart of Darkness is called Kurtz as well. Yeah, it's called Kurtz. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's. I still think it's a bit too long. Um, it's still excellent. Uh, the sets look amazing. Uh, the action was fantastic. Sets possibly with real dead people. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like that village is absolutely get napalmed. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I mean, like, I don't know what you're talking about right now, but I do remember that they did actually decapitate that bull. Yeah, that is, that, yeah. That's still in it. That's yeah, still in it. Coppola murders a bull. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens. Yeah. There's a bit where they all fight over a puppy. Also, like uh, Dennis Hopper's out of his Marlon mind. Brando yeah. was like too fat. Like yeah, that, that's actor, that's so why he's always found in shape. Yeah, because he was so fat. Which which makes it. It's, a f- it's far better that it, way. It yeah. works. Yeah. Kurtz is like... Um, it's a happy yeah. accident. Because up to this point, like... If he's been he, living like a god, you know, like in that area, like they all look up to him and stuff, though, you would be fat also, as well, right? they had the whole problem where they couldn't understand what he was saying either when he was... Oh, because he does, he does yeah. rattle some fish. And he doesn't have to worry about the predators, yeah. like just throwing new <laughs> bodies in, man, you know what I mean? Just go fucking murder <laughs> some guys. Always a bonus. Yeah, or murder cows. But yeah, me and you were saying that like it kind of he he showed up to the set and he was really overweight he was told to lose weight he showed up overweight he blathers shit and the the fact that the movie makes any kind of sense at all is a miracle but Kurtz's Kurtz's kind of character up to that point is through dossiers and Martin Sheen see there's a bit there's a bit I love let's see when uh, it's kind of at the start of the film where Willard goes to get his uh, goes to get his mission uh, from the CIA mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Ford, Harrison man. Ford hands him what is clearly just a headshot that yeah. he would, they would <laughs> hand over to the studio to get auditions it's yeah. amazing I love that picture but like up to this point he is this office carpentry days <laughs> yeah 
Um, you old, just done, you would have just done Star lighting. Wars. Because that was 79, Star Wars was 77, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, um, like, I really like it when you build up an antagonist or whatever to the point where it's like, they're this person through narration, and then Dennis Hopper starts blathering all kinds of fucking mental shit about him because he's high, it was not. And then we actually see him, he's a very shadowy figure, you only kind of see bits of his face, and he's spurting all this philo- this philosophy and his to, way of life and to all be that. Fair, like, Man, though, this is really good. Kurtz is just a MacGuffin. Yeah, he is, as you say, he's an abstract idea. It's more important than what happens in the yeah. Well, yeah, parts. like yeah. me and we're talking about. I mean, I always kind of put Apocalypse Now as like probably my favourite war movie, even though it's not a war but film. It's not a war it's movie. Not, it's, it's but a also, you're wrong because movie. Platoon's better than it. Yeah, but no, that's more a war Platoon's movie. More graphic. It just shows you the horror of war. This yeah. is about this, this is like a journey into madness. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's really. It was it's still really fucking great. Larry Fishburne's in it as well uh, yeah. as we discussed. Is Johnny Depp? No, that's Platoon. Johnny Depp is not in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's Platoon. Uh, well, no, he was in it. He plays a cat. <laughs> you, you know, I bet they fight over a puppy. It was actually John you, you know which cat he is because it's the one with the boar hat. That's <laughs> the fun act. <laughs> <Someone dresses him. laughs> yeah. uh, oh, they're selling a car. Uh, side, side story here. Do you remember when they rebooted Turok for the PS3 and they had said that it was heavily inspired by Apocalypse Now? I do not. Uh, it was a fucking absolutely terrible game. Was it like mostly in shadows and just had a fat guy chasing? I, I think it was like. I, <laughs> From my recollection of it, I think the only thing they actually took from it was that you were contracted to take out a guy who was previously like working for the government had went rogue, and it was all like he was just bigged up throughout it. As Tommy's saying, like he's just that kind of abstract thing that's in the background for most of the game. So yeah, it was heavily inspired, but apparently also Spec Ops Line. Uh, I really enjoyed Spec story. Ops Line. Story's good, um, but yeah. There's not much more you can say about Apocalypse now. It was great to see it in the cinema, though. I, yeah. I, I hadn't seen the cinema before. It looked great. It was very much like a great night out of the cinema. Uh, but again, much like my thoughts on the Redux, I still think it's a bit long. Yeah, it's, a, it, about it, it's, it's, pro- it's definitely too long. Its problem is pacing. Mm-hmm. The, the start of that film just rattles along at a better pace, mm-hmm. and then. About midway through, and it's pretty much it's pretty much at the scene with the the Playboy girls. US social is that it just then grinds to a halt and kind of just moves like molasses. Yeah. Again, though, like is that no intentionally? No, it's kind of as intentional because that's because the start of it is the the shock and awe of war. Yeah. And then it's the psychological kind of breakdown. Yeah. But it, it could still be a little. Yeah, and, and when they get to the French plantation scene, there's this whole kind of uh, scene where they're all around the dinner table and they're explaining how, you know, the Americans could win the war, but they can't. And it's t- they basically talk about how they can't win this war but because they're not doing this. And at that point in the film, you're like, this isn't about winning or losing a war. This is supposed to be you're, you're following yeah. a man on a mission. So what, it's like, like you don't need kind of the that politics scene. of the war, though. What is his mission? Is is he actually going to assassinate her? People couldn't work out why they were there, and people. It was the first time during a war that the public were demanding that their army was brought home. They didn't no, do that I, I know, because everyone knew the Nazis were bad. But the, the point of Apocalypse the good old days. is it's not about whether they're going to win the war or not. Yeah. It's a man's journey. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's my kind of thing about it, where I was like, this up to this point in the film, it's laid the groundwork quite nice, and then like Neil said, you get, you get to the USO show, and then they get to the French plantation scene, and you're just like, 
Man, they're not even at fucking Kurtz's compound yet. And, you know, and we need see, to, the, 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 the plantation scene I'm fine with. It just, it, it should have stopped um, after the dinner dinner finished. You didn't need Willard the to sex try, try is, to pump that bird. Yeah, there's no point to it. No point to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was great though, but uh, I don't know. I still but that, that whole, that whole scene is just fucking Coppola trying to do his inner, inner truth and have a, a kind of existential kind of discussions about the nature of life and I'm surprised fear. he had fucking time to do that given the amount of shit he had to deal with on that How set. can you possibly like make out as if like people trying to promote philosophy is like a topic of conversation is a bad thing no it's, it's, it's not it's not a bad thing but in the context of the film you're watching it didn't fit yeah and whereas it the film drag a lot of those like american directors at the time were influenced by french new wave which is what that kind of cinema is but at the at this point in the film you're like you don't need it but that's what he wants because of the kind of well, I'll, I'll happily sit and watch a film which is just all that yeah, yeah. but in the context, but you don't of, want it in your war movie. In the context of Apocalypse Now, at that point in the film, it was deeply unnecessary. So there was like I'm, a Q and A or something after it, right? Ah, we never we saw it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of when Coppola talks about what it is to so be human in Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean, Paco? You like that movie? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> how, how do you not? It's, Gary uh, Oldman's like, man, what is it to be human? You know what I mean? Maybe. What is it to love? When was the last time you watched it? Ah. Bram Stoker's Dracula enough. is actually don't, pretty good. Don't, it, it, don't, that's, don't, that's, 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 for the record, listeners, we actually said that with a straight is, face. Yeah, that, not that, film is, that film is a good time. It's you guys can both fuck right it's, off. It's, it's, it's terrible. Jeremy's is horribly miscast. Yeah. It was supposed to be Johnny Depp. I think even Johnny Depp would be shit in it. I think he would have. He'd be looking for his inner pirate. I mean, everyone would be there. Boston of Carfax, it's like man. No. I mean, it's worse when you watch the director's cut. I have they not really seen lean into trying to make it like the book. Keanu uh, Reeves is like totally the least of that movie. He's just he's chewing, he is chewing that scenery. Oh, he's big time. He's brilliant. Can you Gary imagine? Choose the scenery, but he's amazing. He's the bitch of the devil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we actually had like a proper? A on-screen version of Van Helsing that wasn't just lame as shit. Because I really try to say about Hugh Jackman. He, he is great. Horror ones, he but... is absolutely brilliant, but that movie is yeah. fucking terrible. But that's the thing, though. I I think Bram Stoker's Dracula is really entertaining, but it is trashy. Oh, it's uh, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait. a mess. Was a was Hugh Jackman trying to promote it and they were trying to pretend they never used any CG and stuff. Like that. Fuck off! <laughs> <It's just laughs> Fuck off! Yeah. They were like, uh, there's like stuff. Like where they're like Keanu Reeves going, yeah, we used mirrors and really old techniques to do it. You see some of the stuff you're like, get fucked. I Gary Oldman really did that, so he did. Yeah. <laughs> he totally <laughs> turned into a giant man bat. Yeah, was and a giant a... wolf that yeah. raped that lassie. Was there not a bit in Hugh Is Jackman's Helsing where a Sadie? it turns out Frankenstein's monster is actually a good guy, and like he. Is like oh, helping don't, don't, Hugh Jackman. No, don't talk about that. Hugh Jackman's a wolf it's like, at one point. It's got like a really well. terrible line in it where like a he says something like "You have to die," and then Frankenstein's monster looks right at the camera and goes, "But I want to live." Yeah. It's so bad. It's awful. It's that movie. Really, really that bit where Van Helsing has his cue. He's got his wee Bond cave where his, his version of cue gives him all his wee weapons and that. Was the Jeremy Renner a witch hunter thing? Was that, was uh, that any good? Do you know, I, 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 I kind of enjoyed Hansel yeah. and Gretel. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was alright. Yeah. Was that, did it know it was like... 
It kind it kind of did. Yeah. Gemma Arterton, I think. It was, yeah. Um Gem Gem Arton. Gem Arton's kinda that. She swears that fucking trooper the whole way through it. Is that oh, what she Have a couple of drinks, aye. It's maybe worth a yeah. go. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. I do watch off quite a lot of shit. Who doesn't these days? Very true. Um so that was Apocalypse News? Yeah. Yeah. Um do you want well, you want to leave Hobbs and Shaw to last? Because we all well, apart from Lee. I've not seen that. I mean, no, leave a uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to last because if you guys hated it so much you're gonna spoil it, give people the I... option to duck out. Okay. Um, so, also, like, I don't pan and be here for the conversation for it because I still want to watch it. Yeah, right. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, right. Okay. We can, well, why, if we talk about it now, we'll talk it in very brief terms, okay. and we'll talk about it next week yeah. properly. Um, but it's shape. That's all you need to know. Let's spoil Hobbs <laughs> and Shaw because, man, I mean, the, the, the twists in that movie. Hobbs and Shaw isn't exactly, and it's also a movie that for like can a be spoiled. So. It's like Hobbs and Shaw was. Like Hobson Shaw's is it a appeal spoiler to say that you know, physics doesn't work in that it's universe. fucking ridiculous. It work. It's so ridiculous. People don't land that way. Like we've we've mentioned in the past that like people don't uh, survive that. No. For for like myself, Neil and Tommy, uh, the movie DOA is like a really big guilty pleasure. I don't know if you've seen it, Lee. Actually, like a, yeah, yeah, you've watched uh, that, right? I've not seen it. Oh, you man. Should, we we need to rectify that. Like yeah. uh, Neil actually bought us the Blu-ray of it relatively recently. Blu-ray, yeah. that's love. That's real love. <laughs> uh, we, like we yeah, should organise we'll a night, it, we'll crack that out yeah. with, uh, with some beers and stuff. But that movie is like just the fucking film, worst. Man. It's the best bad film ever made. But uh, Hobbs and Shaw, Nick Cage's, as it were. I think Nick Cage would actually bring well. it bring it down a bit, I think. He like, would be uh, the Eric Roberts character if he was in that movie. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Are we talking Eric Roberts like uh, his performance as the master in the ill-fated TV no. movie that was <sighs> the Doctor You need to understand what Eric Roberts' overall plan and his weapon is in DOA. That gives you a picture of where he's at. We'll, we'll because get because that, if Zelba has it in this. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, like, I wasn't expecting Hobbs and Shaw to be the sequel to DOA that I didn't know I wanted. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but I did. It was viciously thrust upon you. Fuck, it was fucking... It was just, it's like, it's, it's amazing. Exactly right, okay, we'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get yeah, to it. It's amazing to think that all those other Fast and Furious movies were ridiculous, but this makes them all seem serious in comparison. It, kind of, yeah. it, it looks like, from the trailer, the many, many long trailers that give fucking everything away about it, it looks like someone saw the G.I. Joe movies and said, well, this, I can do that yeah. better. See, see, the, or, see, oh the, see the really long... <laughs> See the really long trailers for Hobbs and Shaw where you see all that action in it? There's, so There's a whole third of a movie to come after that. Is, is this the Transformers of action movie? This is way better than Transformers. Well, that's not entirely true for me. Transformers, remember, he came out and said there's no money shots in the trailer and it was true, there was no money shots. Yeah. Speaking of which, I watched the first two thirds of TMNT or whatever the fuck it's called, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's just called. Which one? The, the, the Michael, Michael Bay, Bay one. one. Well, it's not. He didn't direct. Yeah, he didn't direct. Like, it's, it's, it's got bad. Megan Fox and thingy. It's I, I didn't it. hate it. Yeah. Like I, the, I, I, the animated I, one's much better. I'm gonna fall on yes. this yeah, side of you here, Paco. Not with the first one, but the second one's actually but, all right. Like I didn't think it was a good film by any stretch, but. But I was very aware that it was a movie made for kids. It felt like it was made yeah. for kids. But also, if I was a child, 
I think it ticks all the boxes. Uh, the, fir- the first one was yeah. actually pretty popular. The second one died in its arse. Which is a shame because it's a better film. But like, they, I, I think don't like the design of the turtles. The turtles. The, they're not. They're, the movie's obviously not for thirty-six-year-olds, right? Absolutely, hundred percent. It's not at all. Like, I said, oh, dare that. Not I think. True. I think they did a good job <laughs> of making those characters, like those four characters, mm. like it makes it feel like it's the same characters but for a younger yeah. audience. It totally. I think it works. Isn't like not a younger audience because I was obviously young when I watched it, uh, but like for today's younger audience, yeah. I think is what I'm meant to say. But yeah, like I didn't think it was great, but if I was a kid, I would have probably fucking loved that movie. So how does that fit into Hobson Shaw? Because you mentioned Michael B. Okay, that was it. That was the, you the just tenuous. Need to get that out. Yeah, I okay. just you you saying that reminded me that I think that. Uh, yeah, well, Hobson, weirdly enough, then on that other tangent, I watched the Transformers movie. No, from 1986. Uh, 80s geek shit and video game soundtracks uh, but the one that I kind of threw up was Transformers and I've never actually watched Transformers in my entire life I've only ever seen the Michael Bay movies I will so bring sorry. you the Blu-ray of the new of the cartoon one it's is it actually worth watching yeah. 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 so it's not going to be a case of like when you watch the intro to the Thundercats it's the fucking best thing ever but then when you watch the Thundercats it is shit no, the movie is like the what you're talking about it's like because you know the, the Thundercats title sequence is made by Japanese animators yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you watch the TV show and it's made by the in-between artists <laughs> I mean like the, even, the even, if the, busy. even if the artistry was shit like the actual plot and the voice acting no, the, the plot and the voice of uh, Thundercats was yeah. fucking terrible the plot and the voice acting is good in this yeah. uh, the opening like the pre-credits sequence is the artwork in it is phenomenal yeah. it's I should tell fantastic. you a lot about Hobbs and Shaw that when we started talking about it, we then started talking about loads of other good stuff. <laughs> other good stuff. <laughs> well, I was just kind of directing his away from the Hobbs and Shaw just now. <laughs> Alright, okay, you know, go just... for it. Like, I wasn't trying to bring us back to it. Alright, okay. We can talk about Hobbs and Shaw just now if you want. Transformers I, I, I think uh, absolutely cracking. Say again? Transformers yeah, Transformers is, is fucking amazing. Does somebody not see Bastard in it or something? Yeah, I think there, I think there is. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. It's a PG. Yeah. Have you seen the Unicron toy that's come? That's come oh, out? that's the one that's made by, I can't, what's the name of the company that makes, they make the really cool, totally yeah. articulated uh, Transformers. Yeah, uh, the Masterworks one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's all, well, that's massive. Yeah. It's like $400 or something. I think it's close to $7. In this, uh, this 80s Transformer movie, yep. does... Is it Megatron? Is that the name of the bad guy? Megatron yeah. is, Does he turn yeah. into a tank or just a gun? Mega, just Megatron a, gets fucked up and he's becomes... He's original Megatron. He turns into a wolf or PBK or yeah. something. He just <laughs> turns into a gun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not, not wolf or PBK, but it's a wolf or something. Right. Is there like another gigantic robot that wields him as a weapon? Yeah, yeah a right, sound wave uses him. Yeah. How good Megatron is. Not only does he turn into something that needs to be used by somebody else, he is always used by his lieutenant who fucking hates him. 
<laughs> and wants to take I know, it off. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, isn't Soundwave the tiny thing? No, Soundwave is the one that's the tape recorder. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, was it just a gigantic tape recorder? Uh, no, he turns into a small it, tape recorder. But he's right. a gigantic robot. Does Megatron turn into a small gun? Yes. yes. Right, that makes it less amusing. I was a small them. gun that no, has a, a silencer, a scope, <clears throat> and a stock on it. It sounds like <laughs> because 80s toys yeah. <laughs> but then things happen to Megatron yes. and, and actually, actually don't, don't, yeah, don't because show me on the robot where he was touched <laughs> <laughs> he'll be super jazzed when he finds out who does the other voice oh yes yeah, yeah. he'll even no yes <laughs> Mr Optimus Prime I shall remember, Optimus I shall remember to bring like, that next week who, the voice actor for Optimus Prime done like a lot of other stuff right he, well, he's still doing Optimus Prime now, now? Mm-hmm. but he's also done he's other totally stuff one, no, um, what's his name uh, Peter Cullen that's the man uh, he's got the Iron Side's voice as well I think I think there's a couple of them yeah. Yeah. I think that generally what happened uh, Mark Hamill talked about them in the Batman animated series they all did two mm-hmm. voices because if he did more than two they had to pay you more yeah so and they they also quite often if they had a guy there it's like all right you can do this incident one because there's an episode of Batman the animated series where um, oh fuck I just forgot the name of the guy that does Bruce Wayne Kevin Conroy Kevin Conroy who's now gonna actually play Batman yeah, yeah. where he does one addition as if he hasn't done before. no no but I mean like a live action Batman yeah. where he does Batman Bruce Wayne but he does one <laughs> additional voice on one episode where it's just it's a valley for a car right. but hold on he doesn't change his voice in any oh, other way so it's so clearly not, just him does Batman and Bruce Wayne count as two different characters in that regard uh, yeah probably alright Kevin Kevin Conroy is not a great voice actor no he is not, it's not but he, he is, is he has one mm-hmm. one note yeah yeah. I thought Tommy was going to be angry there, but he looks no, great. No, no. Anyone, anyone that's played any of the Arkham Rocksteady games knows he's not a great voice actor. I think he was fine in those Because when he's not being directed, when somebody basically just says, be Batman, he just sounds like he's just turning up. I mean, I think that's, for him though, that is just every day in it. Like, he's like, Alfred, for fuck's sake, just do whatever it is with the back computer because fucking what's-his-face's thing in the do that. the animated series? When that was obviously the start of his tenure, he's totally invested in that character. And he well, even it, even it's through into Batman Beyond, he's still invested yeah. in that. Wait, wait, was it still him in Batman Beyond? Yeah, uh, was it not supposed to be a over. different Batman? No, he, yeah. he, he's, he's old, old, he's old Bruce Wayne, he's teaching Terry McGinnis. So Hobbs and Shaw uh, is a story about Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> does not have Batman. A government Transformers. A government-made virus is being transported through London. And Idris Elba shows up in one of the suits from G.I. Joe Retaliation. No, from the original G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, which is like able to protect him from all bullets and injuries. He's able to do movies. He stuff. also has Eric Roberts's a uh, computerize from DOA so he can analyse people's movements well, and, and predict what they're going to do. He has the so upgrade. Hang on, so he's a shit version of the Midnighter. See, yeah, the kind, the, kind of, yeah. The plot of Hobbs and Shaw is the exact same plot as Mission Impossible 2. It's the same plot. Uh, it's, it's so totally... some government woman injects the virus, the deadly virus that will kill everybody on the Vanessa planet. Kirby? It is Vanessa Kirby. She injects yes. that into her own hand. Have you seen that Netflix movie she did? Uh, because I, I only knew her from Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay. And the reason they have Sorry. to do that is because <laughs> she can carry it and it means it can't be exploited by... Just right, so that. he can't steal it. Yes. She yeah. injects herself with it 
and for some reason it's a virus that doesn't do anything for the length of the movie but towards no, the end of the movie it's got, it's got it's got like <laughs> a, it's got like a three day gestation period or something I, I like can, it's got like an hour and a half gestation period so that like it, the there's last... no way that movie is only an hour and a half long <laughs> no there's it's no way it's, not, it's, it's like two hours twenty yeah. or something like that there's a great bit near the end like not spoiling stuff here but like a they show you like the, the timer is like so specific as well it's like it's exactly 10 minutes is going to melt your insides yeah exactly because that's how biology works yeah. uh, so like they show you the timer like, which for some reason is on her back no it's on her wrist no well she's it's on it's on uh, her, it's on her back she's the, carrying it around yeah because it's like a bag that she's got because it's like a suitcase she's got a bag of virus so she can't even see the timer it's on her back right but you see the timer and it says 10 minutes and it's night time and then a bunch of stuff happens and it's daytime and it comes but it's back still four minutes to it go. comes back to the timer no it's only nine minutes to go it's been one minute <laughs> okay hey that was great um, you, told yeah, me, you told me you're being unusually quiet no like I mean they're pretty much conveying everything so you think about it you know what I mean it's it's so daft but it's it's fun despite the fact that in the previous Stupid. Fast and the Furious movie The Rock and Jason Statham were friends, I'm sure, by the end of it. No, nah, it was kind of an uneasy There was also with the baby in that, but uh, that doesn't really kind of tie into the buddy cop, oh my God, we're at odds with each other, but by the end we're going to like each other things. So for no reason, they just hate each other again. Uh, is it, was it maybe set before Fast 8? It's set after it. It's after it. It's just because the movie wanted, to, wanted yeah. conflict. Yeah. Uh, does it, I wouldn't say it even needs it. It just wanted it. Um, so that's no, but that's what all the trailers are basically trying to sell. Because in Fast 8, you find out, like, Deckard Shaw's mum is Helen Mirren, who yes. also returns in this. Yeah, because she had a conservatory and she wanted built. Correct. Uh, oh, but she's in the jail last time. So. But also, she had to really crank I mean, up the accent. I mean, you say that as if, like, she's crap, but she's actually, like... It's Helen Mirren. It's Helen Mirren. She could be yeah. wiping her arse in that movie. She'll be head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. And this is Idris Elba's, <laughs> Elba's great, because he, he knows what He knows. He knows. Yeah. I just, Statham is... Statham does Statham. He's an Olympic-class swimmer. Yeah. Hold on, is that true? That is true, yeah. It's just that when you watch the trailers, like I think we can all agree that Idris Elba is one of the most charismatic... Now I'm confused again, actually. Is Idris Elba the swimmer, or is it Jason Statham? Jason Statham. Right, okay, just making sure. But in all of the trailers... Kind of like Charlie's there on in the last Fast and Furious. It's just like you take the thing that's good about them and you manage to just wash it out. No, I, I actually really enjoyed Idris Elba's character in this one because it's actually quite a Deus Ex. It's um, really the whole thing's based on human upgrade. Uh, human upgrade. Does anyone? He's, he's got a metal say, spine. It's not the end of the world, but you can see it from here. It's not as classy as Deus Ex. No. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, it's all about kind of that melding of man and machine. Well, he is a black superman. He, he says that. He says that. He once. There's also a scene that where you see that he now has a metal spine. Mm-hmm. It's important. That, that's always going to make a movie better. I, but his, I mean, uh, like, motorcycles kind of attached to a transformer. Like, Obviously, yeah. this isn't going to win any Oscars because the Oscars are fucking rubbish. No, but it's not. <laughs> because they decided to get rid of the Oscar that it might It's not going to win any Oscars because it's so fucking jarring when you see fucking Greg's and uh, yeah. George Square. Yeah, that was a bit like, like I've never been so taken <laughs> out so of a movie. So blatantly. It's like, but there's, it a, there's a Greg. It was, the mega Greg's from Socky Hall Street. No. It wasn't even the fact that like the it was so Greg. obviously George Square <laughs> and Socky Hall Street. It was the fact that that entire car chase, which lasted a good five, six minutes, yeah. never left George Square. Yeah. So 
like, what were you doing? The, that furthest, entire they thing? Get, the furthest they get is the Italian centre. Yeah. It, it, it goes past my work and I went. Five or six was the last time that they used six, I think. Six. Uh, and that's the bit. It's the Brimalone they use on there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they see the bit the, along the riverside where they flip the police car. Mm-hmm. But that was quite clever because you only knew when you looked at the road markings that it wasn't London, it mm-hmm. was Glasgow. And obviously, if you'd seen them flip the car and stuff, well, like, this is and, clearly and this one, Street. They you don't, can't get away with There's it. like, yeah, you see Greg's. There's also a bit where like the, the sequence ends outside the paper bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. It's like they don't even try and cover that shit up and stuff. The the most the kind of biggest length they go to to make it be like, oh, this is London, by the way, is the CGI the bus is red. Uh, that's it. But like that whole sequence is just so jarring as someone who lives in Glasgow because it really does all take place just in George Square, but they make it out as if it's this huge car chase. Can you not just pretend it's Washington then? Because that's what you did for World War Z. No, was it not Pittsburgh? It was Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then, though, that, that was, was like all, it was all that area. It was George Square and City Chambers. But like, London. but that was all that whole scene in World War Z was supposed to happen in this kind of small area, right? It wasn't like supposed to be this gigantic chase sequence where they just went right about the one, one, the one square. The thing is, we're bitching like, about this, but how many American I mean, yeah. people do yeah, yeah, watch yeah. a movie set in their city and go? It's a, it's totally that is in Detroit, or and that's B, not, yeah, yeah, and you couldn't possibly yeah. do this to your That's clearly Vancouver, Vancouver or something yeah. like that, yeah. Or like that Ben Cloud Atlas is clearly Bath Street Lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same again, yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of movies that get filmed mm-hmm. partly in Glasgow, but I've never ever found it jarring and take me out of the movie. It's, it's kind of fun to yeah. know. Yeah. I'd, I'd always kind of been a wee bit jealous, though, Americans, of kind of having so much stuff kind of set in their places. Like, I would love, like, a GTA set in Glasgow, or... Like a division set in Glasgow, you know, the the whole kind of. I don't think if they said a different car, you'd notice any difference. What do you mean? <laughs> Still look a fucking plague. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe uh, like less bin bags in the streets because the the computers can't handle it. <laughs> hey, so it's safe. So it's safe. So it's safe. So it's safe. They're just stoning about your square, getting attacked by bombs. But oh, you know, you know what I mean. Like, driving. <laughs> just kind of the idea of like people in America so frequently get to see stuff set in their places, but we just we so really what you want is representation, Paco. Not even Do you okay. want representation, but without the people. What? As in, like you like the location, but you don't want Glaswegians in it. I just think it would be really cool to see something that was like an accurate, an accurate representation. Oh, okay, so I just use the word. There's a bit of Grand Theft Auto Three, which is definitely taken from Glasgow. Is there? Uh, yeah, um, but I mean, I know like the the me, fourth but... rail bridge is in San Andreas. I don't remember that. Um, was there not one as well where um, it was set in Edinburgh? And they made a joke about the fact that was not the tram, or was there a new train that wasn't open or wasn't ready to go? Was that and... Project Mason? I don't know. I thought it was uh, one of the Grand Theft Autos. Was like... But yeah, like stuff like that's cool. Like, that's a that goes through the grass market. That uh, the track goes through the grass market. Like for but the point being though is like all those times where you see like uh, the Division 1 where they showed you like this is a shot of the game and this is a shot of actual New York uh, it's like fucking identical it's like holy fuck that's amazing uh, apparently Washington is all I think it's one to one that's crazy yeah. like that'd be I would love that I, I mean I know I could just walk outside and it's quite a small city yeah. yeah it would be pretty cool I just I, I thought I really wanted it but I think the point I'm going to make though was it was just really jarring to see yeah. so mm-hmm. I don't know if I do want it from now if you're not going to respect Glasgow, people but, may, people make Glasgow. <laughs> respect my car chases. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, Hobbs and Shaw was 
when you seen the trailer, it was Ron Seal, mate. It's exactly what you expected. Would it be better if it, if it was Calvin and Hobson Shaw? If that joke has been done. I know, uh, but it's a great joke. Because yeah. it, it instantly makes me want to watch the movie I hate. How can you hate it if you've never seen it? Because I saw enough in the trailers. Okay, I'll give them I, that. Don't get me wrong, when it comes to Netflix, I'll watch it and hate it. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what I do, apparently. Hmm. Hate watching movies. Yep. I do that. And watch movies I hate. I guess everyone does do that, though, right? Aye. Aye. You must watch a lot of the Rings movies every so often. Do you know, you've got they're, all, films to the good ones. they're all on Netflix, and mm-hmm. I keep fucking hovering over the tile, like... Going to click on. I think it's worth because none of them are the, Sorry, all of them are the theatrical. Ones. Yeah, see that that's the reason. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's I, why they're not worth their time. I, not, they're no, all the, fucking terrible the movies. Theatrical ones, like certainly the second and third one, are just they don't work. Like yeah, the like, I, 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 unless, I, you, unless you don't shit. don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, that's the only way that the second and third one work. Like, I hate those movies. But I refuse to hate watch the ones which aren't the extended. <laughs> I would rather put myself. I get, yeah. I, I get your, you want yeah. the full hate. Yeah. I remember watching Fellowship of the Ring with my mate Stephen Bridges for the first time, and a it, it got was the first time you've watched your mate. Yeah, it got to the point where they reached Rivendell or Imladris for the, the diehard fans. There. Did you storm out? Uh, no, but, but the movies are in along at that point, and then when Stephen found out that was only the halfway mark, he was fucking raging. What's even funnier, in the theatrical version, there were people who walked out of it at the end going, damn, was shit. Because uh, they thought Cause that they was... Really, they, they thought it was a movie on its own, they didn't realise there was two more to come. What the hell happens at the end of Fellowship of the Ring? They, uh, go they split up the Fellowship, and Boromir gets and Frodo yeah. decide to go off more. I don't know, that seems like an already ended to me. It's fine. <laughs> but it's like the, 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 the ring, the ring has a, the, there's nothing to be resolved. Very much. Yeah. I don't think you even got that some trilogy. You're like, fuck, what an anticlimax. We'll never know. I also remember uh, my brother watching Kill Bill. I wasn't there. I just heard him uh, tell me. Oh, about, I remember you telling me. Uh, he forgot that Kill Bill was two a two part movie. So when it ended, he actually stood up and shouted no in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, fairly, I, I'm sure it wasn't Mano, but uh, I heard of folk like at the end of Inception oh, going, yeah. oh, fuck off, because <laughs> like, yeah. you don't know. Speaking of Inception, yeah, you watched I watched it. Inception this week. Yeah. So did I. It's, it's, it's so still tight. fantastic. It's so tight. Yeah. It's so tightly yeah. That's the first time I'd ever watched it stoned as well. And it's it's a good mindfuck of a film when you're hurt when you're stoned. I still kind of wish it was more of a mindfuck. Like I think it is a bit too fucking dry. But it's do you not remember too... watching it coming out and going, "That was a really intelligent summer blockbuster yeah. movie." Yeah, maybe they're we're gonna get more films like that. Nah. Nope. nope, nah, I never. Ever I do, happened. I do remember like being filled with hope for that sort of thing. But I also remember at the time thinking I just wish there was more crazy shit in this because like nothing really happens for ages and then the train He's appears. He's not that kind of director. I think the thing is though, I think it does well where it kind of it straddles a good few genres. Like it's got it's got that it's got the sci-fi kind of genre of that what's actually happening. A spy kind of spy genre. Um, genre the the whole last the third level of the dream is, is just a straight up James Bond movie. Yeah. It do, it does really well at what it does at what it's doing. Yeah, it's that way as well. <clears throat> You're saying like, well, maybe we had an intelligent blockbuster. Had the Dark Knight trilogy not? Oh, sorry, at that point, Dark Knight and Batman Begins not been the success it was. You imagine going into the producers and Warners and going, 
I've got this film about dream burglars. It's about <laughs> <laughs> like different levels of Get out! As opposed to, there, you, looking at the numbers for the Dark Knight, there are the keys and there's a black check, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want. You probably need dream burglars, fuck I. You have to give them this. I would totally watch. just like, do you want some money? It's like, just have some money. Yeah. I, would, I would totally watch a film called Dream Burglars. Dream burglars it absolutely. is though, they're dream burglars. <laughs> but only if it was a nightmare on the street. So, in, Inception, <laughs> Inception is the movie that ripped burglars. off Paprika, right? Yeah. Um, and then Black Swan Black is the Swan's one that ripped uh, off Perfect Blue. Yeah. Right. Just getting out of there. Okay. Uh, two, two of these great movies what ripped Warner, off anime. Warner's had to pay money for the shots. For the yeah, shots. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're pretty much shot for shot. Yeah. Paprika was weird. Paprika's a great film. It's a good movie. It's so odd. Perfect Blue is great. Perfect Blue. Yeah, is Perfect Blue is great. I've got it still and watched it. That's anime. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Have you got my copy of it? No. I've got. No, he doesn't. Have you got my copy of it? It is in one of the suitcases. It better be. Yeah. I was the, this no. has turned into an Inception conversation. <laughs> <laughs> where he asked me if I've got it and he goes, no, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then you go, yes, I've got yeah, it. Like, one of the suitcases yeah. in, in the third <laughs> layer of the dream. Inception, actually, it does have like a lot of good stuff to it. Like The, the whole kind of notion of... Like they mentioned at several points throughout the film about pushing like a really basic concept into someone's head and you've got yeah. all the stuff with mold scattered throughout it. But like they do a good job of not really like letting you connect the dots of you know what actually happened until like quite close yeah. to the end. That, that is pretty good. It's, I think having watched so many of Nolan's films since and particularly that was because that's after Dark Knight yes yes. that was the last like really good movie that he made because after I that, don't know I, re- I really like Dunkirk Dunkirk was really good no I mean prior to Dunkirk right okay. like, but right. after that nah, well, Dark you've only Knight got Rises, Dark Knight Rises and uh, Interstellar Interstellar <sighs> third acts were just absolute yeah, trash man, for both why of them. does everybody hate that movie like I fucking I think I'm the only person on the planet no, who actually really I, enjoys I, that I like Interstellar I just think it kind of drags a bit at the end it's too long it's too self-indulgent it's really easy to work out what the twist is at the start of the yeah. movie Christopher Nolan hates one half of the children in that yeah, family yeah. It, it does, if, it, yeah, if it's does not, not Murph and the, the old, in our sale is how many years old 12, no, 20, it's 14, within 15. spoiler we can absolutely we can just, take, it's really easy to tell what the twist is at the start yeah. that he's behind the bookshelf yeah and what because there's a there's a weird thing with the bookshelf and you know there's going to be stuff to do with time travel and stuff in it because it's space and you're just like oh it's him then isn't it and then, <laughs> I, I remember being in the IMAX you must be the only person and, and people were like, probably I, like, I, I never went like, you knew that I, was coming a mile off I never I never thought well, it's going to be him behind him, the bookcase. I, I went, yes, the bookcase thing will be that, a factor. But again, but, but that's not even the thing that you know. People were getting upset at that. But they weren't getting upset at the fact he was leaving his elderly, now elderly yeah, yeah, daughter, yeah, yeah, who yeah. he cried over for an entire movie after a five-minute conversation, basically going, "You're right." Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're all right. I'm oh. going to fuck off and try and show a guy who I have no chemistry with yeah. whatsoever. Because she goes like that, she's like, ah, "You want to go find Bran because you know how you love her. How could she possibly know that?" And he does it, and he goes and does it. You're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. It's not. A but good movie, man. see that scene. Also, see, Matt Damon. Is a good what movie. the it's fuck a good is going on with that? I, I really the, like I, Matt Damon. I, like, it's just, the, the, I like Matt Damon. Generally, I, the best of us. Yeah. Pish. Yeah. I mean, if they'd actually said, "Please, you lost in space." space that would oh, be mate, I'm the I'm the absolute best of us, but I can't dock a fucking shit properly and shut the door what properly. Was the deal the why fuck? Why did he become like the bad guy? Because like, he'd been stuck in his own. It, 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 no, it, it wasn't it, just insanity. It, 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 it's madness. It's because yeah, I've 
I've been stuck on, but I can't compromise the mission because he also reveals to them there is no plan B. The plan is we're all gonna we are Earth's last hope. We'll populate everything, and human and mankind will go on. And then McConaughey <laughs> hearing that's like I don't like that. We're fucking going back, and he's like, Nah, well I'll come for you. Nope, you're not doing that. I'm gonna take this ship, go up to the endurance, not be able to shut a fucking door, and compromise the, everything and kill myself. And then. You get probably the best scene in the movie where they chase the endurance and the fucking music's going that's and it's cool. yeah. screwing in the light bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah that bit's, fucking, that's great. That's that great. whole bit is amazing. And then the film just takes a fucking nose. Also, down. do you remember uh, when that movie came out, there was a lot of mashup videos of like something good happening on the internet and then yeah. it cut to my Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it was excellent. It was the, tra- the trailer <laughs> for Force Awakens <laughs> was the one that got me. Yeah. fucking crying. The point being that you get the Dark Knight which is arguably still one of the best comic book movies ever made, which Paco's going to hate. Superb. Uh, you get Inception, which is great. And then you kind of forget about Inception. For some reason, it just kind of gets lost. Hmm. And you go and watch two of his other movies. The third acts are fucking terrible. Dunkirk is a very good movie. It's yeah. just not my kind of movie, really. And I went back to Inception. It was the first time I think I'd watched it since the year it came out. And it's so tightly directed. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so... The, the script, again, is dialogue is not brilliant his humour fucking hell it's terrible yeah. his jokes are so bad that even when he, he has to crack a bad one you laugh because it's the only humour in the film but doesn't like couples it's well structured <laughs> doesn't, doesn't like love no, really, really doesn't like women I mean it doesn't like I wouldn't so much say he doesn't like it he just seems to not understand the concept yeah not, some, 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 days he, like some days he just likes magic more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine it's a lie if I was married to Rebecca Hall I'd be a lot more interested in Rebecca Hall. But I'll tell you what man I firmly believe Christian Bale hates her in that movie <laughs> and Scarjo ah, but, but what but what brother is it? almost <laughs> as much as he hates Katie Hopkins Katie uh, Kate, yeah it's not Katie Hopkins Katie Katie Hopkins is a horrible terrible human being uh, yes yeah. that's true Katie uh, ex- Katie Cruz. Cruz yeah Katie yeah. Cruz um, but yeah but I know what you mean so man. that was Hobbs and Shaw yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it and he's dead good yeah Ryan Reynolds has a, a nice wee cameo he's not Deadpool but he's no he is he's, he's just fucking Deadpool right. that's well, all that's Ryan Reynolds does that's, 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 yeah. that's all Ryan Reynolds does now so. yeah. um, that movie's like it's terrible but it's good yeah, it's it's fucking stupid you watch the in trailer, a good way. Like we you were get exactly to, what you get. Like to be fair, we were pissed when we watched it. And I, I wasn't I, that drunk. Okay, right. I was pissed when I watched it. <laughs> Tommy was pissed when I when he watched it, and I had a, I had a good time. You're gonna have a good time. Um, the like the cinema hall in general all seemed to yeah take to it pretty they well. Lapped well. that shit up, and that's <laughs> they I mean, lapped I, that shit up. I'm just happy I don't have to work. In a cinema to so, deal so with these people. So it wasn't like uh, these people being John us. John Three were the, the two guys that sat in their phones the entire time and talked to each other. What was that? Watching it, and it was just like, what was that? I could understand if you'd accidentally wandered into a romantic drama and you weren't entirely sure what was going on, but it's John fucking Wick. It's Keanu fucking Reeves. See, if we put a picture of them on the internet. John fucking Wick, hated. Keanu fucking Reeves. <laughs> they would get fucking See, hated. If the next on. one isn't that. I'd be so disappointed <laughs> at the poster. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, you want to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Are we got more? Uh, uh, I, mean, I watched Notorious. Oh, yeah. Oh, so right. Spoilers. Yeah. Some black and white. Is it about Notorious B.I.G.? Yes. Nice. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you are thinking of the other Notorious. I was actually uh, a joke. I know 
because you may, I only know because you mentioned it earlier. This Hitchcock movie. Yeah, it's a Hitchcock <laughs> movie. It's when really he said this one was the first, I did think it was the okay restoration. <laughs> so Imagine that it was Minotaur's page. It's like when a Hitchcock when, movie about well, the it's, it's the same as when the director of uh, In the Name of the Father, Jim Shendon, and uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, the Fifty Cent movie. Well, there is a notorious movie about Notorious B.I.G. No, but directed by like Hitchcock. Oh, right, okay. Like, Jim Sorry, Shen- I, I zoned out for five minutes like, and I was looking at the bag like of munchies. Jim Shenton over there. Did, I think My Left Foot and uh, In the Name Our Father. I'll give you the like, what are you going to do next? Yeah. That film about Fifty Cent. <laughs> like, what? That's probably the best Fifty Cent movie. Oh, oh maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on, there's more than one. Uh, he does a lot of cameos now. He's I in. He, I think all he's over trying to movies. He's in brand. Yeah. DVD garbage. I mean, none of it's not blood in the sand. But I was going to say, would you play his game Fifty Cent Blood in the Sand? Uh, no. Mister Wesker. Do you want to know what the plot for Fifty Cent Blood in the oh, Sand is? That's amazing. So he's doing a gig in like somewhere like Mumbai or something like that. Uh, but the people who are organising the gig don't have any money to pay him, so they give him a crystal skull instead. But then some bitch steals his skull, and then he has to go on a rampage through Mumbai to get the skull back. Fantastic. That's the real Crystal Skull movie. <laughs> that we want. Yeah, that he actually, happened. He actually says the line, that bitch took my skull. <laughs> can you say that to my phone so I can use it for my text? Better yet, you could probably just find a clip of him saying it, because it'd be much better than me. I don't know, it's going to be better when you say it. Mm. He does have an interesting voice, though, for a, a very tough bastard rapper. Um, I haven't seen Notorious. Is good. Uh, so here's the thing about Notorious and about Alfred Hitchcock films in general. Okay. Uh, is that I cover a lot? Of it's gonna I know. Be a hot I know. Uh, well, no, that's why. So what, the, the most recent ones I've watched are Notorious and South by Southwest. Um, North, North, by North by Northwest. That's the one. South by Southwest is the games conference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, Spot, could, he couldn't direct any of that shit. Spot Lee's other hobby. Yeah. Uh, yes, sorry. Um, Cary Grant, we all know he can act. He can, he's the best Cary Grant around. North but, by Northwest, good movie. Yes, uh, apart from the female character. Not great. Uh, and this one, it's all about. Notorious is all it's about a Kim the female Novak character. That's uh, the yeah, female and, that, yeah. uh, and it's mm. Ingrid Bergman and Notorious. Mm. Uh, so basically. Cary Grant works for a governmental agency who wants Ingrid Bergman to spy on Claude Rains and his little German buddies down in Rio um, because they think they're trying to build some sort of illegal weapons to give them some sort of edge over the United States. Uh, and kind of like we mentioned Mission Impossible 2 for the plot for Hobbs and Shaw, this is kind of like Mission Impossible 2 in that, you know, like Tom Cruise and... Oh fuck! What's her name? Tandy Newton. That's the one. They kind of get together at the start, and then Tom Cruise finds out that he's got a hoarder out to do Grey Scott. Oh yeah, yeah. And he gets kind of upset, but not upset enough that he's not going to do the mission because he's saving the world. Exactly. It's exactly the same plot. Like Cary Grant falls for Ingrid Bergman. Can't believe Hitchcock would just rip off. <laughs> <laughs> MI2 the best retro rip off I believe must be raging yeah, right wasn't right I mean, was it it was, <laughs> it's uh, the best was it? best impossible movie it was John Woo John Woo John Woo John Woo but he was only allowed one dove during the entire movie the rest were pigeons is that because he blew the budget on the motorbikes no it's because Laddie Fishburne ate them say that again Laddie Fishburne ate them is Laddie Fishburne no he's in MI3 yes is he? Yeah, he yeah. plays he the doesn't director of. He does the fact that chocolate makes you fat, but you eat chocolate, and guess what? Oh, that's a lie! <laughs> that's that is a. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that line. God damn. 
What is it with Larry Fishburne, man? He can be in like great serious movies and then just come out with. Just... And then sometimes he's into bad Matrix sequels. <laughs> and he's terrible in John Wick two and three. I mean, he chooses oh, to be. Oh, I, I, I really like him. Though, it's just I, because he's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I agree with Tommy. Like, I, he's no, just... he is bad, but I kind of like him. In it. It's like, I, I, I like Keanu listen, Reeves. motherfucker, and then I was like, somebody, please get, get this man a gun. gun. You're like. Oh, see if Gary Oldman said that would have been amazing. Do you know what my favourite bit out of the Matrix films with Morpheus in it? Yeah. It's the bit All where he's fighting in the toilet in the first movie and like Agent Smith is like attacking him and he just does this really pathetic kind of slap thing in the corner. I know that. Oh, when he, he jumps up and Yeah, he's like, he just kind of slaps. Watch really. the Blu-ray version because all the headbutts are back in so some of it makes a, more, a lot more sense that fight scene. Right, they removed headbutts? They removed a bunch of headbutts from that movie to make it a 15. Wow, the BBFC, no idea. The BBFC did not like Edwards at that point. Um, so they but it's a very traditional way of fighting for Brits. Do you not remember <laughs> the bit in the train scene when they're fighting? I love how we went from Hitchcock to the Matrix, <laughs> by the way. It's a great segue. But, uh, and all of a sudden, like, Keanu Reeves does this weird thing where he kind of like clenches his buttocks Aye. and then all of a sudden you go even just falls backwards for no reason whatsoever it's because he's, he's just smashed him in the face with a yeah. headbutt and they cut it out they couldn't they didn't have any other way to make it work how do you get a hold of this i've got uh, a blu-ray the, blu-ray? the blu-ray version doesn't make any bones it doesn't say anything about it but it's the unrated version of the are one. there changes in the second and third movie uh no damn i, I want to see I'll that there's also there's an excellent headbutt in that toilet fight scene as well because the original Hugh Weaving's glasses just disappear after the first couple of seconds of the fight, but it's actually because he gets smashed in the head. Right. That's great. I always just thought it was really amusing that like he's supposed to be like this great kung fu master, <laughs> and he's just doing really pathetic hand slaps in the corner of the bathroom. <laughs> hey, get it off me. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much like that. It's also like really funny the bit where uh, Agent Smith and Neo are fighting, and like Neo like goes to throw a punch where it gets blocked, and he does it kind of just stretches his fingers and it goes. Ah! <laughs> Anyway, so Hitchcock. Yeah, so he rips off Mission Impossible 2. Uh, yeah. yeah, so Cary Grant falls for Ingrid Bergman. Now, at this point, Ingrid Bergman's been made out to be a bad girl because she drinks and sleeps around. She has three <laughs> sexual partners in a but, year. But they can't say she sleeps around. So it's her she, skirt above her ankle? No, she's out of the kitchen. <laughs> not taking care of the kids. Uh, she, she's had a long list of boyfriends, is the way that they uh, okay. her, right? She a whole fucking <laughs> uh, And then they fall for each other after he kind of strong arms her into doing this spying mission. That sounds like rape. Yeah. <laughs> My fault, I mean, literally, like she clings to him as if she can't stand up on her own two feet, and he looks vaguely interested. Women, am I right? Yeah, God. Uh, Then he gets upset when he finds out from his boss that he has to literally hoard her out to Claude Rains so that she can spy on him and his little Nazi buddies. And then he acts bitchy to her for the next hour and a half of the movie until he can save her at the end because obviously she can't get herself out of trouble because she's a woman. Uh, and then the film ends. Does he ever give her the back of his hand? He does not. <laughs> oh, well, no, actually, at the start, before they get together, there's a weird thing where she's driving drunk in a car because yeah, it's the 50s, 50s or whatever it was, yeah. and no one cares. Mm. Uh, and, then, is it? Then, and then eventually she gets too drunk, so he wants to like move over. It's a convertible to get to the steering wheel. She doesn't want to because she's drunk. Uh, and a bit shouty um, and then something weird happens and the next thing you know, she's kind of knocked out on the seat 
but you don't see him smacking or anything. It's very, very strange. So what you're saying in this 4K restoration of Notorious <laughs> that they have cut out the violence to women? Yeah, maybe. Uh, so That's like, I, I take it that was made at a time where no one really thought anything of it's, that. It's, That's it's, not yeah, done ironically in any way. It's literally like, not Hitchcock's fault, although he does have a weird relationship with his leading ladies, which mm-hmm. I can't quite remember what it is. It's not but just he that he's like did, mega he, fucking. Well, he like, fell in he takes love ownership of them and kind of thing. He, like, he yeah. becomes really kind of uh, focused on each one as he makes a movie with mm-hmm. it, and then doesn't give a fuck about them afterwards. Uh, meanwhile, Helen Mirren supports him. Yeah, um, Helen Mirren being the she played wife. his wife in the movie. Uh, yeah. What was the film? Hitchcock. Hitchcock. But what should, was, I should have remembered that. What's really? his wife's actual name though? Is she not supposed to be like a great editor kind of thing? And she's like famous in her own right. Hey, well, she was ah, it's, I'm sure yeah, she edit all the Hitchcock's films. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was because of her they had the the shower scene cut of the music yeah, yeah, cycle because yeah. they're really thing with that. But yeah, anyway, it's, it's not. I'm going to call her his Ethel. fault. It's not Hitchcock's fault. It's not the I way that it, it was written, mean. or it's just the style of movies of that time. Yeah. Um, but I find it quite difficult to watch because yeah, yeah, mm. it means like everyone's oh, Ingrid Bergman's great in this film, and she's good in this movie, but she's got a totally thankless role. She doesn't get a lot to do. You can't <clears> really <throat> sympathise with her because her role is so two-dimensional. Right. Uh, and Cary Grant is just Cary Grant, which is usually really fun to watch, but they mm. just don't translate well to this era, unfortunately. Yeah. I had the problem with that this morning. I watched uh, James Whale's Old Dark House from 1932, okay. which he made, just, which was a film he made after Frankenstein. And watching films from that era where everything's set on pretty much the same soundstage, everyone enunciates every... It's very theatrical. Every, yeah, it's, it's, it, you can see the theatrical and vaudeville kind of coming out in all these actors. It just makes them... It doesn't translate to modern times that well. It makes them quite it's hard to watch. not quite the same as, like, just... Rampant sex, Yeah. I oh, know, that that was all... In, that's in these films as well. That was implied. It's, it's 32. <laughs> 1932 is probably worse. <laughs> yeah, same, like, I'd really love H.P. Uh, Lovecraft stuff. But, like uh, The racism is kind how, of... How casually he just chucks about that word is unreal, man. Yeah. yeah. So, a. Uh, I mean, again, Andy Craddock, if he used this, would probably be upset that I don't it's not that I don't like Notorious I just think that it's it's an old film a lot of Hitchcock's got a lot of what you would now consider like B pictures and he's got like your North by Northwest your Psychos your Vertigos your Balls of Rock Rear Window okay. Secret Window Rear, rear Window, rear window. Uh, which are Stonewall classics yeah. but then there's a lot of stuff like The Man Who Knew Too Much and things like that uh, 39 Steps 39 Steps I've, like, I've got a soft spot for that one these kind of smaller films which maybe don't have the same kind of gravitas nowadays yeah. every single one of his films that I've actually seen I've really enjoyed and I remember being at a point where I wanted to see more of them and just mm-hmm. never really got the the kind of chance like, to... like, even like kind of not as good Hitchcock is still better than a lot of stuff. He's a definitely a good filmmaker. Yeah. I don't think this is one of his best films, like you were saying. Because yeah, yeah. if you look at the structure of the story as well, mm. it just doesn't... like. There's there's very little preamble at the start, and then all of a sudden they're just in love. Yeah. And there seems to be no reason yeah. for them to be in love, except it creates conflict. I will also give you the example of the old Dark House I watched this morning, where it's a story about five people who turn up at a, an old house in, in Wales because there's a storm brewing, none of them know each other, but somehow over the course of four hours, two people fall, fall in love and they're going to get married. 
I mean, love can bloom even on the battlefield, so I'm sure it could also bloom in a little crap house in Wales. Right, we, we were talking about Hobbs and Shaw earlier, Paco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Hobbs and Shaw is fucking Metal Gear. Okay, right. Oh, it's, it's Metal Gear. It's not good Metal Gear. It depends on what your definition of good <laughs> Metal Gear is. But you know, they also like have like that really kind of forced, or oh, we've met each other oh you're a woman who can do martial arts oh my god marry me yeah. sort of thing in it as well it's like it just comes out of nowhere yeah. it feels so forced at uh, any point does Veronica Kirby go it couldn't possibly work between me and The Rock because he's eight times the size of a normal person uh, no because no. they get together <laughs> or at least it's implied that that will happen by the end of this that's maybe the sequel is just like two and a half hours of them making Whoopi but it never, at no point did Pops it feel like there was any build up to a relationship between the two of them until at the end it was like, all right, okay. No, there, there was like, there was this casual yeah. flirting. Yeah, because from... the rock at some point was, oh, your sister, and he's like, I know what you're doing. Right. Like, yeah, there, there her, is. Her intro scene where they recreate that bit from Daredevil with Ben Affleck in a. At least they'll say there's a fight in a yeah. child's play park. Well, no, it's, not it's, a, it's, park, it's, it's a black it's, alley, but it's. It's, it's exactly that. It's, scene, for, it's foreplay. If it's Hellcat, it's totally foreplay. Uh, I bet you weren't expecting that reference. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw, though, man, like, as I said, everything about it's terrible, but it's fun. So it's a fun time. I did have, I didn't finish this thought earlier, though. I did have the thought several times through the movie, though. I just, like, remembering the, the original Fast and the Furious and then just looking at what it's become and yeah. just being like, how, yeah. how, how did it, how get did it become a superhero movie? Well, that Hobbs and Shaw. Now gives it license that that series can go to space. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that has to be the next step. That is not a bad thing. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it isn't. Uh, Speaking of space, oh. that bit where Edward <laughs> Silver gets a chimney dropped in him is also pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so speaking of space, the other thing I watched this morning was the 1982 sci-fi horror film called A Forbidden World. Oh, um, it's nobody you know <laughs> it's uh, produced by Roger Corman oh, which is oh, which okay. tells you the everything father, the father of James Cameron which tells you everything you need to know this has sex design by James Cameron is and it James is, or Jimmy uh, it's James has this got anything to do with like, Any Return to Forbidden Planet no Tommy, you might right, see no. the commentary for a speak from New York where they talk about little Jimmy Cameron doing the rotoscoping yeah. on the helicopter searchlight. I knew he did it but I don't yeah. remember the, I don't remember calling him yeah. little Jimmy Cameron but yeah, yeah I knew that yeah. as was the style of the time this is pretty much just an alien rip off it's no budget it's no budget uh, tell them how they kill the aliens oh yeah oh it's amazing <laughs> right okay the whole the alien <laughs> itself is a, a genetic mistake that has been created in the lab okay. um it's a combination of human DNA and alien DNA. Classic. They don't it's never, they never don't, been done before. Tell you, right? tell you these things. Right. 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 Was, was, was this before or after the movie Species? This is 1982. Actually, for a Roger Corman production, practical effects are actually pretty decent. Uh, there's a lot of them which are very similar to kind of the style of um, the thing, but obviously a, a yeah, lot no, is good. less so budget. Rod- Roger Corman's a guy done all the really bad Avengers movies and shit before Marvel really Fantastic got into them. He did the Fantastic yeah, yeah. Four one. And Captain America. Uh, I don't no, know if that's not a Roger Corman. Are you sure? 
Yeah. The, the one, like, I'm sure I've seen a Red Letter Media video where they highlight how many times Captain America steals people's cars in that movie, and I think that was Roger Corman. Um, <laughs> he, he's more. But as we all know from the Winter Soldier, he's not stealing the cars. He's, he's, he's more known for directing a lot of Vincent Price. What do you call him? Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe films in the 60s, right, okay. The Mask of the Red Death, and stuff like that. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, like, right? yeah, Neil yeah. made me watch that fucking Master movie years ago, man. It's yeah. fucking trash. So boring. Yeah, anyway, cool. continue. Right, okay, so. What about if it was set in space? Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, these scientists call in uh, a space federal agent uh, to come and do a bit of cleanup. Please tell me he's just called space federal agent. Uh, I honestly can't remember what his okay. name is, but, uh, but they just they do keep calling they keep calling him a, a fixer, essentially uh, a troubleshooter. They knew how things work. Um, Smart. So the so the genetic experiment uh, cocoons itself because it needs to grow into something else. Okay. It escapes. Okay. It Standard stuff. St- starts killing people. Hold on. Um, hold on. Hold on. Like, this was a conversation about how to kill the alien, Tommy said. I'm you're get, now, you're now making like moth metaphors. Did they turn on a gigantic nightlight and it kind of flies into it? But... No, they, they open the window and they just oh, no, no, no. <laughs> This is way better. This is way better. See, way when he better. told me this, I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. So, so yes, it does start to kill people off. And with every person it kills off, it kind of takes a bit of their DNA and it grows and it grows. And it becomes a kind of... Does it eventually look like Boris Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it becomes kind of a, a kind of mixture of like a kind of uh, xenomorph style kind of insect type alien. Uh, Good because they hadn't ripped anything else yeah. off up. To so that the point. Do- so the doctor that created it has cancer. Uh-huh. So oh man, what they do? Wait for it. They give it cancer. Wait for it. Wait for it. They cut out the doctor's tumor. Let's see when they cut it out. Mm-hmm. It's like the size of an American football. That can happen. <laughs> Which is fine, huh? yeah, that can happen. Has he got a name? Uh, I can't remember. Wilson. It's going to be smiley face. And, uh, so the, the, end, the end fight scene is this federal agent troubleshooter guy kind of trying to bobbing and weaving, trying to put it in his mouth. I thought he was... No, he doesn't throw it. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a Hail Mary. He, <laughs> he, he literally just sticks his arm in his mouth and somehow doesn't get his arm bitten off. Man, so they also it's fucking... he's a fixer. They, so, ripped, they ripped off that movie The Rock as well. That's how that ends. So uh, the thing ingests this tumour and because it metabolises things so quickly, it dies of cancer. <laughs> it's very ahead of its time. That, that is spectacular. <laughs> That's do you what know, I said. I was do you like, know, man, I'm watching that. It's only an hour 20 long... I sat. I had. I was. I was reading comics at the same time as it was on, and I kept dipping and going. All right, okay, I know exactly what's happening. Like, Cancer in the mouth. Yep. <laughs> I, no problem. It's. It's got some. Re- it's got some quite good physical effects. The. It's quite gory, which is quite good. Do you know what's the a acting's shame here? pretty rubbish? Uh, because it's a film of 1982 of that B movie style. Yeah. It doesn't actually look as bad as you would think it would, uh, but it's. The usual levels of exploitation that this, you get. This seems like films. wasted potential. Like everything you've described about it sounds kind of cool, but like if this was made in Japan, the moment where it eats the tumor would be when the shit gets real. <laughs> like that and thing that would, that it thing would take its fucking, final form. Yeah, it just like starts growing yeah. exponentially, and like they have to like fucking flee from the ship as the whole thing just becomes yeah. a massive tumor. Like a but uh, yeah, Japan. it's it's kind of weird in places like the Edenton is fucking horrific. 
but not in a bad way, in a way that you're just kind of sitting going, all right, okay, we're jumping to that now. Uh, like when when they've given it the cancer and it dies, the way the film the film kind of kind of drifts off and it's giving you flash cuts of everything that's happened before it. So it's like a, a recap. It's weird. In case you maybe fell asleep. Do you know what it's got? It's got credit got, to them. Like I've never heard of it. It's, it's got. It's got. It's got quite a good kind of synthy kind of mixture of synthwave and prog rock kind of soundtrack. It's, okay. I've never heard of any other monster in all of fiction being killed by cancer, so hats off to them mm. for doing something original. I mean, to fear War of the Worlds a little bit. I mean, that was like yeah, a common cold. cold. No, no, but it's like, it's been... It's disease. Disease. Like, yeah. Fucking idiots. <laughs> so, if only they'd washed their hands after the toilet. Yeah, no, man. Uh, God damn. <clears throat> the other kind of thing that I... How do we look into kind of the making of it and stuff? It turns out there's a 1991 remake... Again, produced by Roger Corman. Uh, called Dead Space. Oh. No way. And starring Brian Cranston. <laughs> no we way. We have to watch that. Yeah. It's on YouTube. We have to watch that. But like, what you've just said about it, though, means that it sounds like it could be similar to the, the game of Dead Space, though. Like, is in, like, the concept of it and stuff. That's a wee bit... I mean, I guess it's quite a generic name, though, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a totally yeah. generic name. It's... I wouldn't think it's like the game Dead Space. Speaking of uh, like films on YouTube, uh, all of Rebecca is on YouTube. I watched that not long ago. That's a decent Hitchcock effort on Sylvie. Um, <laughs> talk about like like the so and so get slapped and things like that. I'm like, yeah, Rebecca is like yeah, very male chauvinistic, whatever. But it's a it's a, it's a good story. I, get, I think it's getting remade. Um, the other things I watched just to kind of tie it up. Oh God, I thought we were done. I finished Glow season three on mm. Netflix. I'll watch that. Which, if you've watched the first two seasons, this is a, a good continuation. It's solid. I've only watched the first episode. It's, it's worth it's worth second with. Yeah. It's the wrestling thing. That's a right. Well, the the Glow. Glo- uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, and I also watched uh, Rocco's Modern Life, A Static Cling, which is the revival of Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, it's new. Yeah, it's brand new. It, pick, it pick, it's picks up, it's been 20 years uh, since the 20, 20th anniversary thing, and it picks up exactly where the very last episodes of the TV series end. I did. Uh, they get blasted into space. A rocket. That is a rocket. A rocket goes into the house and takes the house with them into space. So it starts off with the rocket going into space. That sounds like the episode and then, then, then going back. Cancelled. Yeah, oh, and it. then it's them um, landing back in space. Uh, landing back in space. Landing back on on Earth, and they're no longer in the nineties. And it's it's a really good meta commentary on um, nostalgia culture and rebooting of. Franchise. uh, franchises and stuff like that it's actually good it's real i really really enjoyed it so it's like 45 minutes long it's a uh, same creator joe money it's all the it's all the old voice cast as well uh which was really weird because when heifer first talked i went that's not heifer's voice but it's, it's just it just it's just been so long since i'd heard it that it does kind of settle into it yeah i really enjoyed it it's worth a look if you if you enjoyed the show rocco's modern life it is more of that show yeah, I think everyone does. That's her gift to the internet. Was that? Have you got more? And uh, no, Paco, you'll be glad to hear that is. Uh, like I only asked. Oh no, not, I, fi- I, fi- I finished. S- I finished Kagu- uh, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Very cool. Which was there's 
like I've talked about that, talked about that show quite a lot, um, and how there's normally like kind of three kind of sketches within each episode. There's an episode where they come back from because it's set in high school, as a lot of anime is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go on summer hall vacation, and uh, they come back, and it's Achika Fujiwara <laughs> who's the she's a comedy relief character. And uh, I guess does she, is she like amazingly clumsy and like every and again you get yeah. to see her pants? Oh my um, God. No, you never ever see her pants, but they make jokes about it's her having big breath. Fucking Japan, man. Yeah, you don't you don't get pants jokes, but they do comment on that she's more well endowed breast wise than mm. the other girl. Uh, but the episode, of course, the the the, the, se- <laughs> the segment uh, starts off with it's a, a a guy who like just a usual kind of office worker guy. But his hobby is to go to ramen shops, and he gets—he's really, really into ramen. And ramen she, is good. So Fujiwara comes back from her holiday, and the first thing she wants is ramen. And uh, because the whole show is essentially a—it's a kind of piss take of battle manga, and okay. uh, kind of that shonen kind of style. Uh, it's the battle of that part of that part of the episode is this guy is essentially gatekeeping ramen. <laughs> okay. What's is, is that some crunchy roll? It's some crunchy roll, yeah. Right. It's good. I, I really I, I really watch. enjoy it. It's my it's my kind of stupidity. Have you watched any of a uh, Fire Force? Uh not yet. I have watched more JoJo's Bizarre Adventure though. What's... I am now properly into Diamond is Unbreakable. What what are you thinking of it now? Um, it's called Diamond is Unbreakable. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> that's a factual statement. Well, it's because um, uh, Joski's uh, stand is called Crazy Diamond. Right, okay. It's just not, it's a good name. It's a good name for the it, because it's based on um, uh, Pink Floyd's "Shine On You, Crazy Diamond." Right. What was Stardust Crusader based on? I don't know what that's based on. <laughs> just cooking. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a good scene. Yeah, that's, like, that's a good scene. I, I feel like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure is the sort of TV show where the first couple episodes of every season you're going to have that. Yeah, it's this that isn't kind the, of. Yeah, this is the Jojo that I like. Yeah. Right. I, I certainly had that with this season because it was more. It was certainly more of a jump in style. Yeah. But yeah, I'm properly into it now. Out of all the stuff I've seen of it so far, I think season two is my favourite. Yeah, I'll give you that. Oh. Can he beat the Pillar Men? Yeah. The Nobody has any clue what we're talking about. Nope. I should watch Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. It's a uh, bit. You should. I yeah, cannot watch Japan animation. <sighs> I used. I kind of used to be that way, but I get back into it um, <coughs> relatively recently. Think I think like the, the design and obviously the style of animation and how detailed it is, how well they produce mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. I, I honestly think it's the sort of thing where the more fed up you are with western cinema is like really when you watch the Japanese stuff you're yeah. like fucking hell this is different uh, there's also so much of it that it's finding something which fits your taste like Jojo's is just utterly ridiculous uh, and absurd in so many ways that you just I sit and just find it hilarious like Kaguya Sama is kind of the same but for different reasons because it's a more, it's certainly more kind of grounded, uh, but because of what it's kind of taking pastiche of, um, it for what is a very kind of simple kind of almost absurdist romantic comedy, mm. but it's it's trappings as battle as battle manga, that that kind of speaks to me in different level, um, 
one punch man as well because it kind of deconstructs the genre yeah. if you when you find kind of there's a lot of those ones now where it's yeah. like if you watched enough anime as a, like a teenager and liked it now there's anime for the people who watched that stuff at the time who thought it was cool but have grown up yeah. and it's like just poking fun at it yeah. or you, yeah. you get the amazing shows like Laid Back Camp which is just Girls want to go camping and be pals. I saw that show. This is just folk, folk, folk being pals, is what? all that show is. You know, I, it's know that lovely. I tried to watch that because you were going on about it, but I didn't actually make it to the anime itself because, like, the live action stuff at the start, where it's just one yeah, of the which voice, I, I've never watched. So one, one of the voice yeah. actors, like, a kind of doing like a TV spot where she's going about like a outdoors place, like buying a tent and stuff with a professional hiker with her. And all they talk about is how it's so important for women to look pretty while they're hiking. It's like, yeah, fuck this noise, man. That's which, just ridiculous. Which you don't get any of in the show. None of that is in the show. Because the show is about finding good hiking spots, finding good camping spots. This is what we're going to have for dinner. Here's how you make it. Do you know what else like is that? like that, Neil? What? Hiking. Yeah, but that's In the real rubbish. world you live fuck in. Fuck the real world. Quite co- commonly voted the most beautiful country in the world. Fuck being outdoors. <laughs> What have you had? Who can um, I watch anime outdoors? Use your you phone. Can use your phone. Yeah, actually, I can. I've got a Crunchyroll app. Also, <laughs> these days as well, man. Like inflatable mattresses have come a long way. Like it's not the sleeping That's outside. The title, yeah, sleeping outside <laughs> is not the the fucking absolute nightmare that it used to be. Just saying. Can I add two things? Okay. Are you guys talking about the boys? No, oh, I didn't I it we didn't. I, 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 I've, I've, I've watched it all. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Have you read the, I have not. Read the book? Okay. So it's Warren Ellis. No, Scarf Ennis. Okay. So uh, if you have not read his books, you will have heard of Preacher. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen apparently just smokes a lot of blunts and then makes his comics into TV shows, seemingly mm. successful TV shows. Um, Did you not read Preacher? I've only watched two or three episodes of right. it, uh, and what I saw was pretty good, but it's quite slow. Yeah. Um, this is not slow. Uh, this is, is it good though? It's yeah. really good. I really um, enjoyed it. It's very much like a bang up to date Watchmen. Um, Which we'll be getting soon. We will be getting very soon. Um, it's almost exactly the same idea. Um, or if anyone back in the heady days of Image ever watched, sorry, read Stormwatch Team Achilles, it's the same idea where a bunch of non super people have uh, decided or been commissioned to take out supers because they're taking advantage of their position it's but a good a good story it's a, it's a very timely story obviously there's a lot of Marvel fatigue at the moment and DC fatigue maybe for different reasons um, but it certainly has more of a crack at uh, kind of DC because yeah. the analogues are clearly just God. Justice, yeah, I mean, just it, Justice it, League yeah, analogues it's yeah. Justice League but imagine if the Justice League was a corporately controlled entity and they were all arseholes. Yeah. Kind of like, um, what's his face, um, in Mystery Men, uh, the hero they're trying to... Oh, yeah. yeah. Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. Captain... Something else. It's like Captain Amazing or something. Yeah. 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 I guess exactly that. Yeah. And he's uh, like a corporate entity, isn't he? He's like, man, he's that was Jeffrey Rush that was casting over in that. Yeah, some of the Frankenstein. Holy shit. Let's go to the disco room. Yeah, the boy's very, very watchable. Everyone's really good at it. Um, I would say that there's like there's a twist in it towards the end that is very comic booky, but you can see. But am I right in thinking isn't the twist in the comic book? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I read an article that that was a one one of the things that, that get changed is that the twist at the end of the last episode 
is is original um, and doesn't exist within the concept the confines of the comic. As one of the guys that worked just read it, he actually really liked it, but I never asked him if anything was is different, um, or or I think he said there was stuff that was different, but I never kind of really specified. Uh, Carl Urban. Yeah, they took out a scene where uh, the Superman analog stands uh, is doing one of those kind of scenes where he's standing on a, a gargoyle on like a skyscraper, but instead of doing the kind of superhero pose, he's jacking off. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, superheroes doing lots of non-superhero things because basically, the, is it always it's the Age Lord? Thing. Is Neil just made that sound though? It's not as no. as that, but it's it's. <laughs> Basically, it takes superheroes down a peg by saying they're just like us. They're just as fucked up yeah. as us. They do the weird fucking stupid shit that we do. It's just that nobody sees it because they are protected by this corporate kind of structure. Mm. Uh, and also because of the fact that everyone puts them on a platform. When was the last time you went in a gargoyle? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I was, I I was five minutes that. late. <laughs> he was that gargoyle I can confirm that I saw the whole thing but it turns a lot of stuff on its head as well like there's a rape scene but it's nowhere near what the, you would ever think oh, the, a rape yeah, scene the, would the ever be that, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah it's you'll really like it gargoyle. this sounds like Edward bullshit no it's not man on woman rape it's woman on man rape yeah, no but, that's why it's Edward bullshit no, no, just, it's like no it, wor- it works it, it works in the confines was this also the guy who wrote Ice Station Zero because that's the vibe you're giving me <laughs> but he was driving backwards in a hovercraft this sounds terrible you're making it sound bad it's not it's not honestly it's Mm. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll still watch it, but now I'm, Carl now I'm expecting Carl, Dexter. Carl Urban is brilliant in it, and somebody should When's cast him. Brilliant. Somebody should cast him as the new Wolverine stat. Everybody said Arrow was great. Everybody said Dexter was great. Everybody was wrong both those times. Yeah, but that, that's because we were talking to people that didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's name someone who liked Arrow that mattered? Andy Connor. Oh, well, I don't really know Andy. I don't know that guy. He's been on the show. Oh, that Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I've met him once. Sorry, Andy. I, I'm not very good with names and. No, to be fair, people. he I said that now that I was in like season 500 or something that he's losing interest. Oh no! No. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, I watched the family on Netflix. Is that a documentary or is that a drama? It's a documentary. Right. Okay. I'll probably watch it then. Uh, about a secretive community of. Christian people who are basically reorganising the power structure of America to take over the world. Cool. Was it good? Uh, it's really good. Uh, I think either the last or the second last episode is all about Donald Trump and a lot of things make a lot of sense. Wait a minute, this isn't a, a fictitious thing? Nope. Right. Um, What's this called? That's the family. The, family. the question of is this a documentary was answered with <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 I don't know, at this point I've been holding a fart for two and a half hours. Is that why you look so excited? Pretty much, just, man. Just going fart. Just another episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'd watch uh, that purely because like these days anything that comes close to being like a real political thing just makes me feel bad. And I don't want yeah. that. Uh, I mean, I get that, but it's interesting to see because this is a bunch of people who are taking, they're basically taking the best bits of the Bible, putting it in a little book called Jesus and saying, this is the best version of mm-hmm. Christianity, mm-hmm. where 
it's not about helping the meek or the poor. It's about helping the strong and ensuring they stay in position, regardless of what they do. So it's the Anne Rand version of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, it's only five episodes long. Um, it's pretty interesting. It's slightly scary, a bit Joe Rogany. Mm. But uh, did you watch the episode where Benny Flanders was on that? No, not yet. One where he promises to tell us about the aliens if he gets elected. It's <laughs> that... brilliant. Yeah, no, he actually did it on air uh, and the other thing I watched on Netflix was Red Sea Diving Resort I saw bits and pieces of that just through kind of osmosis uh, the short version is it's a Netflix movie so yeah. again it's alright same joke we made a couple of times which sense is the main protagonist lacking or not allowed to know, use it's about refugees right so uh, that shot you break back didn't it yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah their butler has to get these refugees over the Red Sea thing. I believe that's machine gun preacher <laughs> he has to navigate a maze full of containers containing different spices and yeah. anthrax but he's not allowed to smell the Red Bubble of memory <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, it's not a series no it's a movie no, sorry a movie. I just, yeah, nice. just realised it's, Cap- it's Captain America has White Knight kind of syndrome again so. uh, yeah He's, he's a bit Jewish and he's got white knight syndrome. Um, it's, yeah, it's got a decent cast. What was that called? Red Sea Diving Resort. Right. Based on a true story set in 1979 about uh, Israeli government getting Ethiopian Jews out of Ethiopia into Israel. Right. Um, and they set up, uh, they take over uh, in the Sudan a disused diving resort hotel uh, to basically use it as a staging ground to get these refugees from refugee camps to there and then they get them out to a waiting boat who will then take them to, to Israel um, funny hijinks ensue when a bunch of German tourists turn up and think it's an actual hotel where they can go diving so they have to turn it into a proper hotel then they decide that that's actually the perfect cover for them doing this because they've aroused the suspicion of a local warlord because Captain America is really reckless um, despite the fact that he wants to save everybody um, it's weird It's it wants to kind of be funny and serious at the same time it's never quite serious enough it's never quite funny enough what's your thoughts on the movie Us by he's <laughs> <laughs> really going to make that mean? I've not Come seen on. it I've not seen it you're better than the rest yeah. of us then it's not it's literally it's a Netflix movie it's, everything's there the budget's there it's a decent story but the script's not great you know the, the cast are all great Chris Evans is he's cruising in it but he's very watchable I think it must be just after the Avengers because he's allowed to have some body hair right there's some full naked Evans happening I'm not in the penis business that guy can do what he wants to me fair enough um I had a moment like that during Winter Soldier when he's pulling on the helicopter. It's like, oh, I'd like to take that man home and give him some soup. <laughs> I would allow him to take me out for a seafood dinner and never call me again. This is all going really weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's perfectly entertaining, but not amazing. It's a Netflix movie. That pretty much does sum it up. Yeah. Have you got like a Amazon Prime now as well, don't you? I do. Do you also have Sky? Uh, no TV yes I have access to it which one do you watch the most uh, currently probably Amazon yeah I'm the same which is I weird think... because Amazon used to be really shit but now like 
It's got pretty much everything I want to watch on it. The problem I with just Amazon don't is the wait. app is terrible. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Also, that whole thing, like, when you boot up Netflix, everything on it you can watch. But with Amazon, it's that total minefield. Out. Oh, that looks good. Oh, no, I need yeah. to pay for it. Despite uh, the yeah, but the, I think that's the thing that makes it easier. Um, but I just, I watched, I rewatched The Expanse on it. And then I started rewatching Justified because I wanted to get my elephant on. Which, is oh, that Amazon um, Prime? Yeah. Sweet. Is that a Western thing? No, it's uh, based on a James. No, Elmore Leonard. This, you novel. spoke about this at the start of the podcast, right? Justified. F- oh. Felt like five years. We talk about Oliphant. Right, we were talking about Oliphant. Yeah. Talked about Hitman. Yeah, and that he's a cowboy in once upon a time in Hollywood. Which... Right, right. That's what it was. That's mm-hmm. who we got there. Which is a good segue to talk about <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood. Mm. It's rubbish. Don't go see it. <laughs> so that's our episode for you, folks. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, like, how how much do you guys actually want to talk about it right now if we're going to have a proper like, conversation about it next week? If you have a proper conversation about it next week, I'm fine to just go, it's rubbish. Like, in big terms, what is rubbish about it? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's self-indulgent wank. It's a mess. Uh, like, it's, what is it, two hours 40? Two hours 40. It could easily be an hour and a half. It should be. Um, it's three films mashed into one. It's slow as fuck. It's... It's slow as fuck because of the level of indulgence mm-hmm. in a lot of the shots. Like the so so much of so much of it, certainly the early going of the film is taken up by scenes of driving, okay. and n- without not dialogue based or story progression. Literally, Brad Pitt's character leaves Leo's house. And you see him drive to his own house, which is miles away. Yeah, whilst music plays, but. Not the same song, but does it also have back like, and forth. at this point the really overused Tarantino dialogue where it's just yes. like, yeah, really unnatural? Yeah. Over there's even, I mean, this is set yeah. in 1969. There are two scenes where basically he's addressed the Me Too. The, the, this is this is a film where Tarantino seems to be working out his issues with the press, uh, his issues with the Me Too movement, um, his. And his admittance that he knew all about Harvey Weinstein didn't say anything. Uh, his own his own feelings about his career coming to an end. Mm. Um, it's really self indulgent and it's really boring. See, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are really good in it. I like both their characters in it, but but there's not enough of the stuff. No, that makes those characters yeah. good because the whole. I mean, the, the synopsis is that like. Decap is uh, uh, he was he's on a TV show called uh, Bounty Law. He plays a actor called Rick Dalton, um, and now the Bounty Law is finished. It's now coming around to pilot season, but there's also the option of maybe going to Rome to make spaghetti westerns. He doesn't really know what he's wanting to do. Uh, Cliff Booth, played uh, played by Brad Pitt, is a stuntman, but is also kind of his gopher and his driver, and his only kind of friend. And probably killed his wife. And probably killed his wife. Yeah. Who was Natalie Wood? Yeah. Uh, and you, which you, was ridiculous. So you've got like, um, yeah, but that's that's that that's his that's his um, that's his briefcase moment from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, did he? very you know, true, very true. Who cares? Um, so you've got like that happening, but it's set in like you know Sunkiss nineteen sixty nine when Hollywood was changing, um, and it happens to be that his house is right next to Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate's played by Margot Robbie. And who may as well not be in this may, film. Yeah, yeah. Like that, the whole, the whole thing about the Sharon Tate murder may as well not even be in the film. Because that was originally when it was pitched. 
That was the whole That's what the film it. was, yeah. yeah. But yeah. she's in it for maybe about 15 minutes. Is this I the one that the, the script got leaked ages ago and he threw a fucking stage play? Yeah, yeah. yeah, And then he was going to do it as a stage play and then he did it as a very long film and now he's turned it into a Netflix series. Yeah. Of which this is supposed to be being turned into a Netflix series as well. Um, but but yeah. it's weird because you've got these two different stories <clears throat> of... DiCaprio and Pitt together and their camaraderie yeah. and mm-hmm. is really cool and both of them are trying to figure out how they're going to survive in Hollywood because Hollywood is not the thing that it used to be anymore mm-hmm. it's less about studios it's more about the auteurs um, and you've got Polanski who was the up and coming auteur so that you've got an inroads there but I've seen an hour of the movie just because of work and it doesn't seem like there's any rush to try and get those two no, stories together it, it, yeah. it literally just comes together in the last five minutes yeah to, it, to, it to the point where although like Manson I, does appear like in the era that I've seen Man, Manson's in it once but, but yeah minutes. they never tell you it's him yeah uh, yeah but that's what, that's what I'm saying though like a lot of the film is just Decap and Brad Pitt going about the place yeah. well getting drunk and kind of going to auditions and then chatting to agents and chatting to folk and it's like you've got Decap's whole thing about the fact that his career, he's, he thinks it has been yeah. and it's on a downslope. He doesn't know if he can do this anymore. Brad Pitt's kind of his gopher, but it, uh, through a chance meeting with this lassie, he goes to the Manson compound and then that's what the links that. And then in between all that, Sharon Tate just kind of walks about the place, listening to go, records. Go, goes yeah. to her own film. Goes to her own film yeah. and that's really it. And the fact that and, she is yeah. Decap's neighbour. And you're like, okay... Now what? And then there's every now and then there's just again that DiCaprio, sorry, that Tarantino hang of long fucking dialogue that has nothing to do with anything. But like it, he thinks is really yeah, intelligent. He thinks it's intelligent. Yeah. It's funny, and it's. I mean, like <clears throat> I, I said to Neil, like, it was about half an hour forty minutes in where I'm like, see the first forty minutes, fucking take that away. See if you'd start it at the point, pretty much the point where he Timothy Olyphant, right? Yeah. Had you started from there. It would be fine. It could. It would be tight. It, it would, it would a have tighter. a bit more direction. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's the first forty minutes plays out like an episode of Family Guy. It's so where f- it's just cut away to cut away to cut yeah, away. It's really flabby. It's yeah. dialogue heavy. And do you like feet? Di- dialogue heavy isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's not dialogue. Through. Yeah, but if it means something, it's I kind think of the dialogue is. It's not. Because remember when Tarantino first came in the scene, the only other pe- person that wrote dialogue like that was Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. But Kevin Smith was the only person that came out and said basically people don't talk like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just made them talk like because I like to think mm-hmm. I can talk like that. And yeah. Tarantino has never said that he's just being attributed. Being yeah, it's like, well, I don't think it's as overwritten as dialogue. No, I just think like, like, it gets here. Yeah, because worry, there's, a lot, there's a lot of set pieces where it's just like, man, no, I can't believe we're still on this scene. It's like, are you trying to be funny? It's not landing, or you're trying to be intelligent, or making a statement. That's not landing. There's a bit where Brad Pitt picks up a, a lassie on the way to the Manson compound, and that scene lasts for fucking ages. Yeah, and there's no, and and there's no real reason for it other than he's addressing the Me Too movement. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I mean, I see him like what has he got like negative things to say about the Me Too? No, movement? it's no, more no, just he was, while he was writing and getting this one to production, he got into a lot of trouble for things he'd said. Yeah, and Tarantino, Tarantino's always had a reputation of kind of much like Hitchcock, where he obsesses over his female characters to the point where uh, there was times of him affirming he was, he was he was putting her in dangerous positions, uh, which is something they brought up when he he pushes that kid, and that's the yeah, whole yeah 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 that like, part. yeah. 
I I I I thought that as well. Yeah. But yeah, there's loads of like, and again, the whole thing like, like Harvey Weinstein was his producer. Did he know what he was doing? Did he know what he was doing? Does he take you know like know that kind of fucking? Well, thing? he came out and said he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, but he should. just didn't say him. But yeah. th- at that time, like Neil said, Ema Thurman also came out and said that during he, he made her do, made, made we were in a car. ridiculous amount of takes. It got to a point where um, she was in pain shooting the shot. It was a driving shot. It was a driving um, shot. Yeah, and, and she said too. at one point. Like, I can't do this anymore, I'm in too much pain. And he didn't give a fuck, then he made her do, like, another five takes. Mm. Alright, I mean, that, and I've not heard any of this, actually, because, like... Yeah. It flared up very briefly and then seemed to yeah. kind of disappear and, equally. Yeah, I knew right. there was stuff between Uma Thurman and uh, Weinstein. That yeah. was the thing that kind of... Se- yeah. Several people but, in Weinstein. Yeah, no, no, I know, but, like, her specifically, there was, like, times where, like, he was round at her house or something, or, like, she was round at his, and, like, he was, like, he actually kind of... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, w- my, in my mind, like I thought that her and Quentin Tarantino were actually like really good friends and stuff. Because like when Kill Bill was coming out, thought that because obviously the, the, it was her character. She, her and yeah, Tarantino yeah. invented the bride for mm. those films. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Pulp Fiction you know, was big for yeah. both of them. And I'm pretty but, sure, like I think it was either in Kill Bill where she's got the chain round her and her eyes are wearing bloodshot. I think right. it was in that scene and in Glorious Bastards when. Uh, I can't even mind the name of the actress, but the she's getting, Kruger, yeah, she's yeah. getting choked, and it's like her eyes are going bloodshot. It's actually Tarantino that's choking Uma Thurman in that scene in Kill Bill, and her. That's where their eyes are going. That's creepy. That. Yeah. That's yeah. like fucking. Yeah. He's got some fucking issues there, man. He maybe does, but like, I does thought it, his feet thing. I thought his feet thing was the only And again, thing. again, there's a lot of. Well, it's, yes, it's a Tarantino. I mean, even see the movie poster. He's on the movie poster. Yeah. And it's is he in like, the film? Is he no, no he's not in the film. But then there's other bits <clears> where there's there's narration for no reason, and then there's bits where oh look, remember, now I've got a feet thing. There's the feet. Yeah, there's another scene. I'm going to include some feet here because so I'm Tarantino. Feet this film. is my film, and folk as a Tarantinoism, and I have to include that because that's what I my fans expect. That shit, man. But it's full of that, and it, it's so fucking unfocused to the point where I said to Neil, "Is this what this film was about? What the fuck is this about? Is this?" Because again, being called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it's been hailed as one of those efforts where it's like, it's this big celebration of old Hollywood. And there's many like street signs and pieces in the film where you're like, oh yeah, remember that? And that's old Hollywood and it's not there. But like, it's not enough to celebrate one, there needs to be a story in there, an interesting story. And his problem is he can't decide what fucking story he wants to tell. Yeah, if he was just telling the story of of Dalton and to a certain degree Booth, mm-hmm. uh, Dalton kind of having this midlife crisis of he doesn't know what to do with himself, he doesn't rate himself as an actor anymore because all he's done is pilots which don't get picked up. Mm. If it was all, if it was about that journey, you could have had a, a solid 90 minute film. Yeah, and it, it could be done. And you could probably cut it down to that. Like, see the bit where he meets Oliphant. See if you, the film started from there, from that whole scene, and then it went from there. You could absolutely have a 90 minute film about that. But the problem is, he also wants Cliff Booth's bit, and he also wants Sharon mm-hmm. Tate's bit. He also wants fucking. And then at one point, the film stops and goes six months or nine months later, and you're like, yeah. so yeah. fucking hell. And it's, that's mega jadding as well, because then. That's why Kurt Russell is doing a voiceover, just to tell But, yeah. but then, on. see when that happens. There's about 15 minutes left of the film where we get to the point, if there was a point, of this whole Manson connection. <laughs> it's fucking rubbish. Yeah, it's meant to be just that. That was the end of that era. Yeah. Are there, yeah. Are yeah. there any movies that don't really have any significant, like, world-changing plot that you enjoy? Are there any kind of movies that just kind of 
there isn't really a point. Just kind of plod along. Absolutely. It's Napoleon Dynamite. Zodiac does a much better job. There's not much of a plot. Napoleon Dynamite. That's about nothing and I love that movie. Yeah, just the way you're saying it though, it's like, I'm trying to kind of get to the root. Is it like, is your complaint that this isn't a conventional story? Right. I'll, no, I'll tell you know. right? no, I said this to Neil. That's not, that's not the issue. On really. the way out, I said to Neil, see if you had this idea, old Hollywood, bit of a Manson connect, like the exact same idea, right? You're just and, looking for more structure. No, no, hold on, right? I'm Yeah, but if you had the same idea and gave it to the Coen brothers, They'd fucking knock yeah. out the park because they are more focused. They would know what go- they know what their goal is. Their humor's a lot better. Their dialogue, I think, be a lot better. And their kind of off the cuff quirkiness that he tries to go for would be a lot better. Now he does. There's a couple again. The bit with the whole bit with Oliphant is really good. There's a lot of kind of nice humor, a nice a lot of it quirk, quirkiness in it. The bit but, where the, it's you don't realize, but they they're actually filming the show that they're doing. Lancer. Uh, yeah, but. It's, it's what you're seeing on screen and you don't realise that until he fluffs a take. It's right. actually, yeah. it's actually uh, quite cool. That, that stuff's, oh, that stuff's all great. pretty good. Yeah. But yeah. There, there is good stuff in there. It's just there's so much flab. And, and it's, the, it's the old kind of gag of like, he needs an editor. Hmm. He fucking needs I, 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 I really think. wasn't that impressed with well, Django. thought it was alright. I, I fucking I really enjoyed Django. Django. I thought uh, Inglourious Bastards was fun. I didn't like it. The was good, the rest was... Yeah. yeah. Um, but see the, another bit. See the bit with Bruce Lee, Brad Pitt. No point to it. There's yeah. no point to it. So just to have it... It is just... It's just... It's a guy that does a pretty good Bruce Lee impression. Did he not also totally like... Make it to be a dick or something rather. Very, very like Steve McQueen yeah. again, but that's but see, the, see the whole see the whole Bruce Lee bit. Like it starts off you've got Clint you've got Booth up on the roof fixing uh an aerial and then it suddenly becomes about the Bruce Lee thing. And I didn't realise that was a flashback until it finished. Yeah, it gives it gives yeah. you no indication of that's where it's yeah, going. Cause it is, it, is it not meant to portray Bruce Lee as being like a total dick as well? well yeah, it kind of does. As far as from what I've read is completely inaccurate, um, but again for me I was like, oh my character could beat up Bruce Lee if he wanted to. That's what I looked at as in because see that whole thing. The only reason is there is because there's an off the cuff comment of can I be hired? Well, no, because remember the Green Hornet bit, and then it cuts to filming the Green Hornet where they fought, and then it cuts back and it's got nothing to do with anything. It's just an, it's just let's have a fight scene between Bruce Lee and Brad Pitt. Or yeah, Mike Moe. Totally There's no yeah. reason they've, for it. They've told you why he can't be hired. And then you have a flashback to show you why he can't yeah. be hired. But you've already got a flashback to folk saying, well, we don't want to hire him because he may or may not have fucking murdered yeah. somebody. So again, it, I just thought it was... Yeah, there's a flashback within a flashback. Yeah, yeah and there's no point to it. And then, <laughs> and then every now and then, it's got Bruce Lee uh, training people for roles, which I'm like, I understand that because like, James Colburn and a lot of like uh, actors in Hollywood at that time were getting into martial arts. Through Donnie Bruce Yen, Lee. I think it was one of them, wasn't he? Uh, as far back as... Nah, no, no, Donnie Yen. Was he not? Like, no. Like, this is late 60s, Donnie early Yen 70s. So was a fight choreographer and still is. Did he, was it, I thought, did he not train under Bruce Lee at one point? No, I don't. Well, no. I don't know about Jane Nunderham, but Donnie Yen's more kind of eighties, nineties. I'm a 90s. fucking idiot. Donnie Yen is an it man, and yeah. he yeah. trains Bruce Lee at one point in that movie. Sorry, continue. Um, so yeah, continue. so Bruce Lee, like again, there's a lot of actors in uh, that time in Hollywood, like James Coburn and a few other heads were 
they did train under Bruce Lee. They they were because he was the thing. At the he time. was yeah martial no, arts. No that that, that never yeah that yeah. never happened. So yeah, yeah, that's which I find that yeah that's acceptable. That did happen. But if you're gonna just make a complete fantasy out of something. I don't know. I just thought it was but kind I mean, of that, that was in Glorious Bastards as well, though. It was like oh, that yeah. fucking whole movie was just like, what the fuck is this? Nothing's really happening. Christoph Waltz is kind of entertaining. But then at the end, it's like, oh, let's kill no, fucking but, Hitler. But I think the difference between like, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Glorious Bastards, Glorious Bastards is a lot more focused. It's like, we're going to get from A to B to C. It was still like, shit. No, I agree. The first 20, 20 30 minutes where Christoph Waltz is talking to that farmer, brilliant. And then it becomes a Tarantino self-indulgent fest. It becomes a fucking fan fiction bullshit thing at the end. Whereas Once just... Upon a Time in Hollywood is, is not focused. It's all over the fucking joint. Whereas in Glorious Bastards, like, right, there's this, this, we're going to get to the cinema, and that's it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood does not know where the fuck it wants to go. And when it does get there, you don't care. Okay. In I my think, opinion. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's perfectly so fair. this is your spoiler-free review. Uh, <laughs> what was the spoilers going to be? Oh, I would have talked about actual full bits. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. I already wasn't too interested in watching it. Again, uh, I... I'll watch it. Because I actually enjoyed the hour that I watched. But, like I say, I, I found it really weird even in an hour. Fair enough, it's in two hours and 40 minutes. I mean, maybe how they were going to join those two stories together because they were so disconnected. Mm. Yeah, if someone was to say to me, what film is it close to he's already made, I would say Inglourious Bastards. If you enjoyed that kind of rewriting of history, you'll probably enjoy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, except the thing is, it's... He's far too long. I mean, apart from the fact that whenever you see a bus advert for his, it's just full with five star nonsense. Yeah, yeah I can't believe the young, they're giving it five stars. Yeah. The young people that have just fallen out of film school into Empire are oh, giving it five stars. Yeah. Sight and sound. It is one. Yeah. Even apart from that, it's critic proof. It's how Tarantino is it? How yeah. referential is it? Yeah. How is it like a type of film that I've never seen before? The ninth film, film will turn me onto it. The ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. Every single time he has a film, it's the film from. It's, it's it takes him. four or five years. As to opposed make a to, film. why don't you make a film where the film will speak for itself, like Jack? Thing Brown. is, there's clips of films within within the film uh, that Dalton's supposed to have made. And they're far better than anything else in that film. Yeah, Neil made a really good point of the guy. Why doesn't just make them? Yeah, the guy understands exploitation movies and that. Why not just concentrate on that rather than? I mean, he's done that. Yeah, yeah, but Death Proof's a very Tarantino exploitation. Well, I I was actually thinking more of Jackie Brown. Well, Jackie Brown's not his. Well, it's the one thing thing you can see for his films though is that they are quite different from each other. Like he doesn't tend to make the same film twice unless it's like a direct sequel. And ter- no, stylistically, like you've got the whole chapter thing, and there are, there are Tarantino quirks and isms in there. Where yeah, but like you saying, oh, focus on black exploitation because that's what you're good at. He's done that. I never said black exploitation. I said uh, exploitation. Yeah. Sorry, um, because he is. I mean, I think what he said recently was if he was to do a tenth film not counting the possible Star Trek movie that he might be doing, is... Um, I really, if he, if, if, he, if he comes up with a really great story, and I remember saying this ages ago, I w- he's like, I would do a horror film. And I says, do you know what? You should do Go a horror film. Yeah, yeah. That would be a genre that you could tackle. I mean, all his characters are like the fucking protagonist in Slasher Flicks anyway. Like, <laughs> already. I was like, yeah, fucking... I would watch that. And I'd probably be more optimistic watching that than I was walking into that today. I really, I yeah, fucking, I, 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 I knew the, it was going to be 
two hours and 41 minutes of yeah. me rolling my eyes a lot. I made the right fucking choice. I mean, I had stuff to yeah, do in would... the flat, man, but like, I made the right choice not going to do it. Yeah, I don't so, think you would have enjoyed it. But in saying that, I, I think I said, like, I thought it was as close to Inglorious Bastards as any other films, and I didn't enjoy that movie, so I was like, I had kind of expectations of this is going to fall on that same kind of thing of rewriting history, and it does. Um, but again, it's, it's, I didn't think I'd say, oh, Inglorious, is ba- Inglorious Bastards is better than that, but it is. Right, so we're approaching the three hour mark. We're done. Yeah, um, I've got nothing yeah. else. Um, simultaneously starting to fall asleep and getting worried about this fart <laughs> uh, so this this week's show we better cut it out you and feed it to the alien <laughs> imagine that death by actually I mean it wasn't a fart as such but there is a movie where the alien gets killed by carbon dioxide uh, is that evolution not shampoo that kills the alien it's a shampoo it's like it's a rip off of alien it's like there's an asteroid heading to earth they send a bunch of people up to the asteroid to like fucking break it apart. Armageddon. Deep <laughs> impact. I think it may it may just be called like the beast or something like that. But yeah, yeah it's like they, they wake up an alien life form on the fucking things. It turns out the whole asteroid was actually like the thing like another alien race couldn't kill it, so they imprisoned it and it's been going through space and like the fucking asteroid kind of developed around it. And then they unleash it, the thing starts killing off the crew, and then they kill it with a, a carbon dioxide drill to the face at the end. Cool. A carbon dioxide drill. Yeah. Or oh, sorry, it, it spews carbon dioxide at the bit that the drill was drilling, and the monster's weak to carbon dioxide. But yeah. the alien race, who were good enough to imprison it and send it into space, couldn't figure that out. But we did leave, because we are humans. <laughs> So that was the show for this week. Uh, next week, uh, apparently, more spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Glorious. Uh, what's out? Oh, that and probably nothing else because nothing's oh, going to work on next. Is Angel Has Fallen not out next week? Oh, shit. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, 20 seconds. Movie of the week. <laughs> so, I guess a rubbish show lined up next week. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, Lee. Thanks for having me. Uh, do you want to pin me anything out? Nope. I mean, I've got a couple of reviews in VG Almanac, but apart from that. Right, so that's vgalmanac.com. The video game Almanac. Uh, look for, for all your gaming needs. You if go. you want to find a bit of Mighty Switch Force collection, I'm your guy. Is it any good? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> took me 1,100 words to say it, though. <laughs> was that like a, a minimum? Did you have to stretch the review? No, out? that's actually the shortest review. I did. 2600 for Car Mechanic Simulator. I remember uh, Ed from VG Almanac gave me a review code for... for a rugby game. Uh, no, well, I mean, that one didn't even... I didn't even rate the review. I tried to play it, got so fucking furious at 15 minutes of it that I was like, I, I'm the wrong person for this. But he gave us one called Dynasty Feud, which is like a local kind of um, competitive multiplayer thing where you're just kind of fighting each other. Yeah. And I, I played it for a couple of hours and struggled to write even one paragraph about it and I was just sitting there looking at it I was like I can't I can't turn that in as a fucking like full review what am I doing I was just looking at it I was like I started kind of trying to fill it out with absolute bullshit I padded it out as best I could it was maybe the thing I'm least proud of having written in my entire life it's on the internet right now that you can look at yeah with my name attached to it I mean I've written Star Wars author biographies for a a Star Wars website before, so that tells you how bad it gets. What well, a fucking nerd! Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> hey, so join us for next week's show. 
where we'll talk about rubbish movies. <laughs> <laughs>